This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. about even though it's not even going to come near us everyone is losing their minds how much milk and bread do you have in the house oh my gosh dude i went to i went to the grocery store after i left work because we needed some like milk and bread milk and some other stuff and it was like three lanes open and there was 20 plus people in each lane so it's crazy i'm like what are y'all freaking out for like they literally told us that the hurricane isn't even coming near us now it's so what's up scott I'll oh. be seeing you out here. I got these comments. We out here. Chris is full of energy. We're not worried about hurricanes. We're not. We're not. But the time has come. I've been looking forward to this episode for the past like month that we've been talking about doing it. This is episode 11 of Corn Stars. This is the 2023 draft where we are going to plan out some pairings and do our thing and just talk some... Uh, Talk some some corn snakes and other goodies. So, um, we're joined by Alex Horvath once again of Keystone Corns. What's up, the man himself? This show is brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. If you're looking for an incredibly well built cage that will last a lifetime, you need to be going to BlackBox and either checking out the website or hitting us up. And seeing what your options are. And then you need to head on over and follow Silent Hill Reptiles at face on Facebook and Instagram as well. JT and Mindy are two of our favorite people. And they make some awesome corns. How's everybody doing? KP, what's what's new? You know in the, in the desert. You know, we're doing well. We're doing well. Today's a good day. The sun rose. Uh, it, it has decided to set and uh, six foot over, not six foot under. Can't complete, complain. Yeah, feeling good. Ready to do this. Super pumped up. <clears throat> Stoked to have my man Alex on here. What's up? Should be good. Yeah, should be good. I'm doing good. Cut through the work day and then got home and the wife has COVID. Oh, no. I'm yeah, very sorry a, to hear that. Ah, uh, It's a good day. It'll be all right. She'll be fine. It's kind uh, of it's kind of rough. She'll be all right. She'll pull through. She'll, no big deal. I'm a, We've had COVID on. before. Yeah. Daytona gave me COVID. That was that was an experience. <laughs> uh, the Florida parting gift, dude. The Florida's parting gift was a ten-hour flight home to the North Carolina for some reason, and mega COVID because I had never had it. My poor little heart was just palpitating. It's like, don't die. Yeah. Uh, Survive. But yeah, man, it's good. I'm really excited. The temps are getting a little cooler here. We, you know, we're kind of consistently in the 80s. I think next week we might be getting in the 60s, which is kind of exciting. You know, snakes are snakes are done eating, ready to go into our simulated cool box because obviously we can't cool cool them anywhere else here. But yeah, uh, definitely, definitely been missing chatting with my homies. So this is gonna be good. This is gonna be a fun episode. We're live. What's up, Mike? Mike, how you doing? Mike Stefani. 
Mike Kosicki out here hanging out. Robert, how you doing? Mike, Alex, oh, Bill Bradley, we're out here making moves. <laughs> Lizard Brain Radio, what's up? Yeah, Scott, I do. I, I, uh, you know, the, we have cool bots on our cooling systems. I actually have an air conditioning unit that goes in my closet uh, here, and then also I work with John Lasseter, who uh, has a cool bot set up in his uh, whole garage where we cool all of our kings down to 55 degrees. So that's super exciting. Uh, it's, it's, it's the only way we could do it, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, doing a, we're doing a fun one. You know we what, are. Justin? You know what, Justin? We're getting off track. How are you? How are you doing today? How are I'm you feeling? I'm fine. I'm fine. This time change is killing me, but other than that. <laughs> you just got to not sleep anyways. You know what? Just, just, just work until the depression makes you smile. You know what I mean? Just, well, it's it's solid advice. It's you're That's working, and then you look at the clock, thinking that it's like three or four, and it's two, and you're like, "What?" It just it's that that first like week or two of just adjusting to it, and it's to me it's so bizarre that we even struggle to adjust to it, anyways. Because if you think about it, like clocks and time are a man-made thing, like a man-made concept. And it's like nothing really changes. Just the amount of daylight we get during the day is now shorter, but because we yeah put a number back on a clock all of a sudden our brains are like what yeah yeah it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're the last country left doing daylight savings time and i know that arizona straight up doesn't do it so this is supposed to be the last year at least that south carolina is doing it and if, then it i don't know what's going to happen after that it's like so are you going to have like a third of the country that is doing daylight savings time a third of the country that isn't a third of the country that is like doing it for like two more years what a nightmare. And then there's going to be like Wyoming and they're like, what's daylight savings time? Yeah, they're like, is, that some, <laughs> is that when people would move the clock? People in Alaska are like, you guys have nighttime? Y'all have nighttime? Y'all see the sun the whole year? It's wild. Imagine. What are you What are you smoking there, buddy? I have the uh, Sin Compromiso. Ooh, uh, yes. I saved this one for a special time. I forget which size this is. Starts with a personal personal favorite. Intrepido? Yeah. Yeah, Intrepido, yeah. 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 Those are that's a phenomenal cigar. And she is she is tasty Baca's as best. Can be. Yeah. You don't you don't look like you're lit all the way though. Uh it's 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 been aging for a while and I think it's not uh it's not loving its life the most, but I had just had a good ash off it, so well, that's funny because I'm i I'm smoking Sokka too. And Mike Rita. And that Oh, those are gangsters. Seven by sixty four. I was like, big. you know what? It's the draft. Puts Let's go big. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man! Hey, Skyler, my face looks very kissable. Well, here, let me let me get a little closer for you. Cause Daddy, it is kissable. You know what I mean? Oh, At all oh, times. Jesus. Twenty-four-seven. He said he'd be on yeah. his shit. <laughs> I'm on my shit. Yeah. He's on know, it. I, I I am gonna take a little moment. There's a little sadness, you know what I mean. In, in all stories that are exciting, like today, there's a little sadness. I had my my one snake uh, outside of babies, of course. There's things that happen with babies. My one snake of 2022 decided to die this year. Uh, I was cleaning. Everybody had eaten, getting ready for brumation. Opened up my female caramel uh, Miami from uh, JT. Uh, perfect, beautiful adult. Gave me I think 12 good eggs last year. She looked healthy as could be. Just rolled over dead. Uh, no idea why. I froze her. I'm going to see if I can't get a necropsy done on her, but just perfect animal. Just dead. Oh, that sucks. So, it's a heartbreaker. It was, it was actually a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, I mean, we, we say it so much, you know, 130 snakes, you, you know, something's going to happen. You're going to lose an animal, right? It's, right. Uh, we, we cannot control them all. Um, a lot of, a lot of females that I decided that I'm not going to breed this year. Uh, so, so yeah, Mike, uh, that's actually what we're going to be talking about today is our, uh, Oh, other colubrid. I'm going to dip into a little bit of my, if, uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll dabble. I don't, cause I, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do there outside of the corns. Um, I'm kind of going back and forth on to, as to like how much, how many pairings I want to do next year. Not that I produced a ton this year, but I definitely produced a lot. And I'm, a, I'm frankly a, a bit overwhelmed at the moment in terms of what I got and what I'm taking care of. So, uh, I don't know. It's gonna, you know, you get a, you get a little, a little crazy, and you get excited, you pair a bunch of stuff, and then you're like, wait a second. Yeah, it's uh, it can become overwhelming really quick. Uh, get a couple of bad feeders, get a couple of bad sheds, uh, maybe have a tr little bit of trouble getting in tiny uh, pinkies, and and mm -hmm. your year will get a complicated fast. And real real life things can 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 get us too. Uh, work, sick family member. Uh, you know, we're kind of all at that age where sometimes our parents start not doing as well. Maybe they're in the hospital. These things happen, right? And and uh, you know, you got fifty or sixty or a hundred. I, I think I, I was right under one hundred and thirty this year. Uh, fresh babies, I mean, stuff comes up and, you, and you're going to have to ignore them. And some of these animals you can't ignore for very long. It's just not something yeah. that, that we can do. So mm -hmm. something to keep in mind. Play with life. Play with death. You know, it's, uh, it's going to happen. It's, it's good. It is going to happen. It's going to happen. I had one of um, the local breeders who I've been talking to kind of imparting wisdom on me. Uh, when I was picking up a snake from him, he was looking at me. You know, we were chatting bullshit for a while. And he's telling me about the business. Uh, it's uh, Adrian over at Adrian's Captive Creations. He looked at me, he goes, you're going to kill a snake. It's going to be your fault. And then you'll do better. And yeah. like that just stuck with me. Yeah. Because I did kill a snake this year. I put, uh, stupidly, I put um, flowers wrapped up with a little bit of tape. Like to put them together and like let them mm -hmm. climb on shit. Mm -hmm. One of the corners came up and caught one of the baby snakes that I had in there. Uh, and she just, I felt so terrible. I was like, I knew that. And that was a rookie mistake. But I just was like, I had a bunch of new, like little hatchlings I was taking care of. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I, they need a bunch of stuff to climb on, need to be doing stuff. And I just, uh, it stuck with me. And then those words were just like, I, it's what I needed to hear or else I'd be beating myself up. I mean, yeah, it's inevitable it, if, if you're in this hobby yeah. for any extended period of time. Like, it's yeah. gonna happen. There's no, there's no avoiding it. And... Yeah. I I want to you know take a little caveat here. You know, the, the one thing a lot of people say is you're go, you're also gonna have snakes get out, right? True. Uh, Justin makes sport of it. It's actually a hell no. Like a, I don't know what you're you know, talking he, about. Never <laughs> lost a snake in my life. I've never had a snake get out other than one out of a bag that I had caught, but that's kind of different. It wasn't like in an actual enclosure or anything. My fucking wife called me in the living room the other day, and she was like, Chris, Chris, a gecko got in the house. You need to go get it. It's under the dog's bed. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, we get the Mediterranean geckos. They get in our house all the time. Mm -hmm. They're all over the place. There's hundreds of them in my house. Then I go look up the bed, and there's a little colionics brevis chilling, looking up at me, doing its little tail thing. <laughs> and I was all like, uh, what's up, dog? Like, what are you doing? Was and, it like uh, one of yours, or was it one that? Yeah. yeah. No, because they don't come this far east. Uh, and so I guess, uh, 
I had put them in, in their breeding setup. So uh, I, I just paired up all my coleonics uh, about three weeks ago, and they're in an actual tub now that's in a rack. And it's, you know, def- definitely not a, a black box <laughs> rack. What are they doing in Iraq? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, so I looked at the tub, and I had to actually move where the tub was in the rack because there's a little gap in the back. And if anybody's seen Revis, they're tiny, tiny, tiny little smart lizards. Uh, so, yeah, he, he went back in, and, and so I've got a little breeding group of them and Varagatis and some other stuff. Okay, but anyways, but so I did. I did get a gecko out. That was fun. Hmm. So uh, anybody that's listening to this, uh, you may want to probably watch the YouTube. We'll, we'll try and paint you a picture as best as yeah. we can. <clears throat> um, so what I have here, add this to the stream. And adjust this so that we're taking up more screen here. We're still on the bottom. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so this is Chris's stuff. So I have no idea what's male and what's female as far as what you have. Yeah, okay. And then there's my stuff. And these are just a bunch of lines for me to put stuff together. It's my little lumber stack. So... Um, you have more going on than I do. Uh, I didn't realize that I pretty much only have four like breeding ready females because one of the ones that I thought was a female is actually a male. So go figure. That will, that will do it. I probed it and I was like, that's, that's going in pretty far. That's, uh, (laughs) it just eats the probe. Yep. And then there's some stuff that's not going to go this year, but it's stuff that you produce that I got from Jake that I have plans for. And the male in particular, I really want to want to talk about because it's the one that I sent you. And you're like, which snake is who, who's whose snake is that? Whose baby Hoops is that? Baby. Whose baby is that? Whose white baby is that? Yeah, that's a that's a baby. That's a good looking critter. In the mountains of Caucasus. I got a buddy, uh, Brian Lovins over at Lovins Reptiles, and uh, he got a got a couple snakes from me. And one of the uh, Anery tesseras that I produced last year mm-hmm. uh, ended up looking like that. It's like the Anery tesseras that I kept don't look like that, but a handful of them got that kind of uh, red factor adder, and and so man, mm-hmm. as those mature, they look amazing. It's about half of them, and I and I could never tell the difference as babies. Yeah. So as far as these go, I don't. We probably need to like separate them as far as what's what. People will never be able to tell which pictures are mine. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a male. That's a male. I remember that one. Mr. Gray. We'll set him over here. Uh, this one. Female. Female. Thing number two. That's a male. Caramel Miami's a male. That is a female. She is, is that, gorgeous. Is that an ultra male something? That is a that is an ultra male tessera. Het Motley, Het Annery. Oh, oh no, no, she's not. I'm sorry. She is specifically not Het Annery. She's Posset Sunday. That gotcha. is a Amel Motley female. Unknown Hets. She has successfully not bred for me ever. Okay. She's but 2023 giant. might be her year. <laughs> She's about, about five Pewter? or six years old. Cuter, yeah, it's a female, yeah. 
I think it's going to be the opposite for Chris. Like, he's going to have a ton of females and a couple males, and I'm going to have nothing but a sausage fest. And my hole-to-pole ratio will be severely offset. Is that a ghost? That's Buffy. She's a ghost paradox. Het Amel. She bred for me in 20... 2020, I bred her, I think. This weird Mexican bears-looking thing? Yeah, that's a boy. That's a boy I produced in 2020. He's gorgeous. He bred for me last year. That's a Stripe Annery. Extremely high yellow. Het Ultra. Het Hypo. Very confusing clutches out of him. Um, Jesus Christ. This guy, girl. That's Mac. That is a Ultra Mel Motley Stripe uh, Tessera Het Annery. Possible red factor because he produces red factor babies. Male? He is my, he's my all-star, yeah. He's my one of my favorite the, snakes. The Crazy Snow? That's Crazy Snow. Uh, that is a female. She is also super high yellow. Sibling to my Stripe Annery boy. Uh, Het Motley Stripe. Uh, fluorescent? She, fluorescent. Gorgeous girl. I got her from uh, Kim Ball at Oddball Exotics. She mm -hmm. produced a boy for her this year. Uh, oh, there's, yeah, I was about to say, well, no, no, that's a, that's Emory Eye. That's a true albino Emory Eye. No. I, I, I put two of my Emory Eye projects in there. Well, where, wait, I'm missing the other one then. The stripe uh, male. I sent you a picture of it. When did you send me that? At the same time I sent you the other 30 pictures. Annery something? Annery, het sunkissed, het hypo, het amel. Female. Het stripe. She's het stripe. And. Guess who produced that snake? Well, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a guess. <laughs> Female, uh, honey, Miami. Uh, I believe head 100% head cinder. Uh, definitely mask. She's she's a hot, she's a hottie. Okay, so I have. No. Let me hide that. There we go. Wait. Okay, now I got it. So mine, just real quick, we'll go go over them. Uh, males, the Blood Red Pied, Ladies Island male right here, Castagna Motley right here, Annery Motley, who's in quarantine right now. Interesting little Annery dude from you. Other Ladies Island male. And this is the one that I thought was a female, but prode male. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, and pretty, then we have... Some dark saddles on that one. Absinthe, which is Absinthe. the Annery, or Ghost, uh, Ghost Tessera. Female, Blood Red Pied. Original female, Ladies Island. And then this is a little Annery Tessera girl uh, that you produced as well. Yes, yep. So... A lot going on here. And I told Alex, like, I didn't really want to put in any sort of, like, down-the-road pairings just because it's not, you know, not really a sure thing. Uh, but I don't know if, if who wants to, where do we want to kick in? 
Uh, well, with all good teams, uh, you know, you're going to start with a quarterback, right? And, and so usually that's going to be a male. And is there one male you're the most excited about? Who's your all-star this year? Who's, who's the guy that's going to put in some work? That's a tough one. Um, no. Yes. My wife is distracting me from my train of thought. <laughs> um, let's see. So I really want to pursue the Castagna stuff. I don't have any female Castagnas that are sort of of uh, age. You know, I have that Mandarin female that Chris sent. Uh, but I also like this this Henry Motley guy, man. He's he's pretty slick. Henry Motley's nice. It's just, it's such a nice, like, that combo in particular, it just looks good. It's, it, dude, like, it's like it's that. It's so a- simple, AML. but it's gorgeous. The Amel Motley that I have, she's just gorgeous, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's something about a sim- simple gene, either Annery or Amel with Motley. Ultra Male Motley's obviously look great too, but Annery Motley is just so damn good. It's, a, it's just a good combo. Yeah. Move these over here. I mean, do we want to start with like my stuff just because there's less of it? Yeah, start. yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Let me get all these. Okay. So first off, I'm trying these blood reds again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Next year. They'll go. They'll go this time. Uh, the female was the one that got egg bound this year, and you know made it out fine, and she's been doing well. Uh, so I think cooling will do her some good. I think also the male, the stress on the male, potentially producing bad yeah, sperm. Yeah, yeah. May, have, may have helped. So I'm trying to, I can't, I can't, so I can't see the chat or what's going on. So you guys have to be my eyes. For sure. Mike said, damn, that Castagna Motley looks good. And he's right. Good looking snake. He came from him. He didn't produce it, but <clears throat> he's biased. So we'll stick these two together because this is definitely happening. So this is like the one pairing that, like, no matter how many pairings or what pairings I do, like, I'm definitely giving this a shot. Uh, and then so I did. Let's go. Where's absinthe? It's a good this, snake, man. This picture, she's in a shed, snake. so this was taken tonight. I'm trying to make them big enough so that people can see. I don't know if it's, like, working. No. Chat, um, let us know what's up. How we looking on you all side. Yeah, so there's her. There's two routes I figure I can go. One being this Anry Motley boy mm-hmm. that I named Belgrade. Belgrade. Uh, which I think would be interesting. I don't know what hats what hats he has. Uh, he was one that I stumbled across on Craigslist a couple weeks ago, and got him. Um, people originally got him from from PetSmart when he was you know tiny because PetSmart doesn't sell anything older than hatchlings more or less. And it was just a really good looking snake, and I snatched it up. 
and it's been doing, you know, he's been doing fantastic since I got him, you know, no signs of any issues whatsoever. Uh, so he's going to get cooled down. Um, so the, the two, two routes I thought about going was putting Walter, the Castania Motley with her and then getting some hits. Uh, or getting a full or, clutch of Motley's. Right. Or getting, putting him, uh, her with this guy, the, you know, the new kid. So it's a very tough choice. So I wanted your opinions on that because, like I said, Castagna is something I definitely want to pursue. You know, yeah. uh, Westmoreland has a couple little tiny females for sale that at some point, if he still has some, I'm definitely going to grab at least one. Because um, that's, uh, you know, we talked about on the on the previous episode or two, like it's just a super underrated morph. Um, and I'm interested to see what it, what it does. You know, the more it gets sort of played with and tied into things. Um, so, so what's the uh, is, is female. Kasanya's male. Okay. Both. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. These are the, these are males. These are two males. I'm trying to decide as to what should go with absinthe. So, so yeah. what's, what's absinthe? She's ghost test. Ghost, ghost tester. And definitely so, not head email. Uh, I have proven her. Okay. So what's your overall goal for Castagna? Like, what are you trying to, like, uh, what's right. your end goal, like, morph? I don't, see that? I don't even know yet. But right now, it's more so just trying to get more of them. Okay. Be it hets or visuals, um, you know, either of my own making or not. Um, since he's the only Castagna I have currently, besides that little Mandarin female, who won't be ready for probably another two years. Yeah, she um, was little. You know, I'd like to have, just for the sake of having more on hand down the line, I'd like to have, they could be hets, you know, I'm not particularly picky on, on what hets they are, as long as it's not really AML, just because I'm not a big AML guy. Um, so, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, my, my main thing was just, let's let's get our hands on some more more of those genes to, to play with later. So more like sort of expanding just on having more of them. Well, do you think, would you want a ghost castagna? Like, would that be like, if you got that snake full morph, would that be like, that's awesome? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset about that at all. Okay. I love that morph. Like, from what I've seen, a lot of the other stuff that castagna has been tied into, like, it all looks good. You know, I don't have any, any complaints also, there. Also, the fact that if you take the Castagna Motley and put it to the Tessera Ghost uh, and she's also not Het Motley or Stripe so I, I know I also know that uh, mm -hmm. she went to, to Mac last year okay. or not last year two two years ago um, so one thing that's going to happen is you'll get 50% Tesseras which is always a good thing uh, I mean we've got to we've got to sell some of these snakes and Tesseras sell a lot easier than, than classics um, but you'll also have the ability to make tesseras motley tesseras uh castagna tesseras castagna motley tesseras castagna motley's mm -hmm. anery you know anery you know if you keep a 2.2 back from their clutch your odds of diversity are huge right mm -hmm. because now you've got two pattern morphs 
uh, and three color morphs, or what we'll call color morphs. I guess hypo isn't a color morph, it's a, a D color morph. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I, I think that's a I think that's a solid pairing. Um, also, you can hold back a female that you could take back to the Motley Castagna in the first mm -hmm. place, right? So even if you just hold back a, 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 a classic female, that'll be double head. Uh, Motley Castagna, well, quad head, actually. Right. Um, if you take the Motley Annery, great looking snake, you're going to make 100% anneries, 50% annery tessers, which is also a damn good looking animal, right? Uh, annery tessers are great. Uh, but you're only going to walk away with anneries, annery tessers, het hypo, het motley. Uh, so it kind of tightens that horizon. Yeah. Um, and you may you may stop and go, okay, well, am I really excited about making, you know, your, your, your kind of end goal there is going to be an annery motley Hypotessera, which will be, you know, a, a solid striped snake. Uh, which great looking, you know, great looking ghost animal. Yeah. Uh, I produced a couple of Annery, Annery Motley Tessera's this year, and they were by far some of the favorites uh, from other people that I produced. But you're still two years away from making that. Yeah. Um, or three years, actually, excuse me. So I think that by creating something with more possibilities, you'll get more excited in three years from now to pair those animals back up. Yeah, I think that's the route to go. I think that generates a lot of possibilities. Walter. Walter. Okay. Um, so let's... Ladies Island female. This one, I really... So I'm, I'm torn as well. Because the pairing that I did from these two... Oh, God. Let me pull these down here a little bit. The pairing that I... I did these guys this year, and I was honestly not expecting anything terribly exciting from them. Um, I'm trying to see if I can blow these up some. So the male is on the right, female is on the left. Uh, and these actually, I what came out from this pair impressed me more than what I did last year, which was I had a darker male, the darker Ladies Island male with her, which was this guy. It's going to be hard to see because the, the flash sucks. But that's also a Ladies Island male. Uh, and I was expecting a little little more than what i got uh just because of the you know the, the contrast they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of of the darkness and lightness and borders and stuff um but these two man like there was a couple there's one baby in particular that went to my dad because he wanted an office pet and so he got that one he struggled to get it eating i think he just had it in too big of an enclosure uh, and so I swapped it out with another one that was a holdback, and that holdback is really weird looking color wise. Very like uh, really light silver base in comparison to the, some of the other animals from that clutch. Okay. So I'm really anxious to try that again. And then there was a couple from this pairing that had like the neck saddles were like fused. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was interesting and something maybe worth pursuing. 
Yeah, they had um, like a little long blotch thing going on. That was yeah, badass. Yeah. I, did, so, I dug that critter. I'm really tempted to do this pairing again, but I'm also tempted once again to tie the Ladies Island thing into something else. Uh, so we did... This male actually went to... No, that darker male, this guy went to Absinthe this year. That was a great clutch. That was a great clutch. <laughs> Produced some really awesome stuff. Uh, and so now it's a question of, do I want to do this one again, which I kind of do, but I'm also curious, um, cause I have, you know, the pied male, mm-hmm. um, I've got this, this other one that I thought was female that is actually male that I think would, would go really well. Um, so I don't know. It's tough. I think maybe. It's mostly just like I, they produce nice stuff, but at the same time, I'm yeah. curious to see what other things do. You know, sure. So it's, it's 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 kind of one of the things we're into with this is we want to try different pairings. Like let's mm-hmm. see let's see what this because now you're talking about like naturally beautiful animals that don't have any morphs going on, and it's like well, well let's see what happens this year with this and and that up that this other male you brought up over here on the left. Yeah, I, what is it? That's so these are all wild caught corns. So the two these are the two ladies island animals. This one is from uh another part of town that is not insular. It's I, I won't necessarily say mainland, but it's it's solid land mass. Um got this when it was a tiny tiny baby back in twenty eighteen. Um and it's just blown me away. You know, it's it's like yeah, that is hundred percent wild caught, like just care, you know, Carolina corn. Like, yeah, Mike, Mike the, just said, I love the thick black borders on that left one. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a damn fine snake. Uh, maybe try him with her this year. Uh, yeah. I think the female, I think that would be great. Yeah. Saturate that black a little bit more. Yeah. yeah and I, bit. you know, I almost wish that I had a, a female that had darker borders. I do have some Jasper County, animals that are like line bred from dan parker that i would eventually like to like it'd be nice to to get something with that already has sort of those existing dark borders and and that those deeper richer colors and tie that into it you know some natural corn into the line bread stuff just to see once again you know kind of what happens so there's still be beaufort county corns they just won't be ladies island specific corns yeah uh I, I like that one on the left a lot. I also like that some of his blotches are a little funky. Yeah. I like his ground color. Yeah. Looks real gold. Mm-hmm. I wish I had probed it sooner because I was like, <laughs> man, like I had these two together for, you know, th- when I thought it was her, I had her with this dark male. And I was like, man, nothing's happening. Like, what's going on? He ain't giving it up. And I'm an idiot. You know, it's two boys hanging out together for a couple weeks. <laughs> Just having, having, having some, a some bro time. a bro fest, a little bro time. You know what I mean? Just hang it out. Kind of explains a lot now, though. Okay. Um. So we're sidelined. Let me. All this stuff is too big. Had to make it big to make it fit. That's what she said. I was going to say, Justin, you've never heard that before. Nope. My, my, my. Okay, so this, this, that's the female, right? Yes. And she's, she's a little small yet, right? Or, or is she? Yeah, is she these, ready? these aren't going to be ready anytime soon. I just had to show off. 
you blow this up big because these guys i mean they're gonna be a while it's not happening anytime soon Dude, God, that's just this so animal nice this is the one that i sent a picture to chris when i took this picture which was only like a week or yeah. two ago and he's like what the hell is that and i'm like i don't know you produced it yeah and, and i know exactly uh, what pairings these are from are these siblings they are not same father uh different okay. females okay. so the the tessera annery uh is absent to my my, my uh ultramel motley stripe tessera head annery boy um and that's how i proved her out is not head any of those things but okay. that clutch has a very they're very light anneries and they're a lot akin to absent who now she's ghost but they look they almost have like a hypo look to them obviously they're not uh but some some anneries are, are, are much uh, darker the boy is from carrie my psychopath she's annery het sunkiss het hypo uh het amel to mac and she produces snakes that look like this a couple of them every year she's the one who produced that super yellow ghost and she's the one who produced the insane yellow stripe boy. And they all have this like first third, first half of their body, just crazy yellowing going on. It's not really like a pink. Well, it's, what was uh, interesting too, because when they were babies, like I saw them when Jake first got them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they look, it didn't look like anything aside from like a nice annery. Like that yellow didn't just show up from the from the beginning you know it's like really taken over over the last couple months yeah it's 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 a weird thing that happens on her her babies if you would pull up a picture I, well i say pull up a picture like you're on my phone uh if you looked at a picture of that stripe boy when he hatched i had a million people want to buy him because he looked blue he was like a steel blue color with perfect black stripes and if you go up and look at him real quick uh You, uh, oh, he's, he's smaller. You can't see his, hey, and Brian, Brian, huge shout out to Brian Lovins in the chat right now. Go check out his page, Lovins Reptiles. Uh, making fun of me for telling him to buy a pair of Hondurans that were both males. <laughs> so yeah, you can see the yellow on the ghost or on the, on that, the snow. Is, that's, that's Mac. So she's a, she would be a complete no. sibling to that boy. No, no, that's the, the snow female, but she's a complete oh, sibling okay, to okay, that okay. boy. But you see how she's yeah. got that crazy yellowing. And it yeah. just has gotten oh, okay. more and more and more intense. And then the stripe boy, which will be to your left. Uh, talking about that weird patternless looking dude? Yeah, he's like patternless steel, but his. Yeah, just, right here. That yellow, right? Like that same thing is happening with him. Uh, yellow <laughs> nose, yellow all over the head. Uh, is, that, it, is that similar to the like tequila sunrise stuff? You know, it, it seems to look similar the the tequila sunrise is the ultramel uh the ultramel stuff uh that or the ultramel annery stuff that does that it, it seems to only be apparent in anneries that she produces uh and, and and it really comes in late uh i don't know if this has anything to do with the green blotch halo stuff because mm -hmm. i've heard that it could be potential stuff in there but it's kind of neat she kind of just after a period of time, these snakes just kind of get gold dipped, and they I uh, like him. Yeah, he's cool. He's a, he's a really neat snake. He's got the absolute piss poor shit attitude that his mother has, which I just love. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm glad that I'm I'm gonna line breed the meanest, pissiest snakes and just call them gold gold dip demons. Uh, but yeah, so 
that that the, there's something going on in there. I, I think it's more polygenic than it is uh, actual, uh, like a recessive genetic or a, or a dominant genetic. Uh, it may just be, you know, recently just spent a whole bunch of time and money getting into leopard geckos again after 20 years of not having them. And uh, 90% of all the leopard gecko stuff is line bread. It's all polygenic. Uh, and I'm like, you know, why don't we focus on more of that in the corn snake world? And then you kind of stop and think, oh, yeah, people did. You know, we have we have a lot of lines. Uh, but, you know, the question is, what? where is that yellow coming from? Why is it such an intense yellow? Because that's not a typical anery thing. Right, right. And if you look at the mom, she does not do that or look like that. So. Dude, I hope these blood reds make it happen because. Mm -hmm. A, that, those, that pair was like a gift. Yeah, from Jeremy Thompson and the Conixus Working Group I and mean, Conixus Co-op, and uh, there's a lady. Uh, her last name was Gallus, or is Gallus, and these were like a line that she had been working with by herself, just continually for the hand last handful of years. So they were like, yeah. "I want you to carry it on." And I was like, "I'll do it." And they're just awesome looking snakes. Yeah, that male is stunning, man. That that male has really got it going on. Okay. What's up, Brendan? Brendan in the house. Brendan Meyer. I think. Yeah, because that, that young pair was sort of the last one. And I don't know if I'll do those together down the line. That yeah. male's definitely going to get plugged into some other stuff. <laughs> like, so if, he, it's got, he's if he's got, got sun kissed rocking around in there, like, he's definitely going into some sun kissed. He look at those saddles. Why does he look like that? Like, that and an like, you make Annery sun kiss out of that. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Look, go scroll up to uh, the female Annery uh, on my side. Here. Damn it. This is actually... So, the like, the problem is, is, like, if you keep expanding, the whiteboard just keeps getting bigger and everything else gets smaller, so there's no... And then, like, so when literally you scroll, no, like, it, like, freaks out. There's no <laughs> bound workspace. It's all just like a free-for-all yeah move this over here okay and i'm really surprised my computer's doing so well i probably just jinxed it uh where did we put her this one yeah so that's carrie she's the uh she's the local psychopath she's the demon that will come out to eat you uh she's produced a lot of eggs for me and that's the mom and like she does have some yellow on her, she is very pretty, but she don't look like, you know what I mean? No. She doesn't look like these other snakes. She's got very like her borders are are a lot darker, which I wouldn't expect with her offspring right there. Yeah, like looking at those, I, I would expect all of them to be almost hypo type. Yeah, and, and he's not sun kissed because she is one hundred percent head sun kissed. Uh, we know she's not uh, that, that that boy that Justin has is not sun kissed. He doesn't have the right head pattern. He's he just doesn't have it. Uh, and and she's had hypo. He's not hypo because I know that Mac has no hypo in him because I paired him to multiple snakes that have hypo and have never gotten a hypo out of him. Hmm. Hmm. That's really so. Uh, that female produced uh, one of the clutches this year that was really fun. She went back to her son, that stripe boy we talked about. He's had ultra. She's het amel. He proved out het hypo. She is het hypo. He did not have the het sun kiss. That didn't tag along. That's okay. Uh, 
but I produce some of the coolest looking stripes. Uh, some of those ultra Mel Annery stripe hypos, uh, which like ghosts, uh, ultra Mel stripe. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of genetics. I have some of those, there. right? Yeah, yeah. You have some, you yeah. have some for that. And now I'm, you know, those things are I, wild, I, man. I held back a male and, uh, I'm excited to see is, or am I going to get this yellowing? It, where is this yellowing going to continue on? Is this, is it going to compound? Uh, and we, we literally won't know for like a while. You know, yeah. It takes so about a, at least a year. You sent me the Ultramel Annery Stripe, which is a female, which I kept. And then you sent me a couple of Ultramel Anneries that were had some, for some other stuff. I kept the male out of that group. So that's a pair that I held on to. Okay. Um, the stripe because it's you know it's awesome and then the yeah, ultra male cool. and it's mostly because i'm just i'm really curious to see how they develop over time um you know the ultra male stuff really has grown on me a lot uh oh yeah the more i see it you know intergrade conspiracy theory be damned <laughs> uh, even though i guess it's not really a conspiracy theory it's it's I think it's pretty well documented but documented, it happened, yeah so. it happened in like the 70s so it actually didn't happen you know what i mean <laughs> if it happened before i was born i don't actually believe it that's right how do we know uh any of this political things over time like abraham lincoln's assassination and stuff how do we know that was actually actually real i mean who would even name their kid abraham right like it's not gonna, it's, we don't i mean anyways we don't have to get into it uh but yeah so that's cool, man. He's that's a cool looking snake. I I hope he fares well for everyone and makes some badass babies. Uh, and now he is uh, head high. No, he's not head high. That's right, he's not head high. So we'll see. We'll see what he do. All right. So these three guys are sidelined currently. Yeah. For the year. I don't know. They may get tagged in if someone can't get the job done. That's assuming I sexed everything correctly. Because apparently that's been a that's been a struggle lately. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and shrink all this. Actually, go ahead and delete that. Delete that. And I mean, we'll show off the female real quick because she's really nice too. Oh, she's real pretty. Got a lot of people joining the chat. We got Joe Rosa, Paul yeah. Python's nine, Nature for You, Eric Westmoreland joined the chat. What's up, Eric? Oh, How you doing tonight? Nature for You. That's Ipers. That's Scott. Oh, nice. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? Yeah, that's just a good, clean looking. Gotcha. I remember when Jake got this, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that pair when I got it, I was like, "Dude, those are freaking sick." Absent and uh, so so this is uh, absent to Mac. The, a lot of those tesseras had that belly pattern. That's it's, it's really, I, I find the belly pattern on these really neat because it's like a stripe down the center of their stomach. Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of a neat little thing that happened with those because tessera belly patterns can be a little different. A lot of them can be like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat, neat thing to kind of consider. There's so, so many little things happen with these snakes and, you know, as we hold on to them, we start finding little, little oddities about them that, that really stand out. Oh, it's JT. What's up, JT? Oh, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, oh man, I want to, I want to see that male, man. I'm all. Do you think he could breed this year? Uh, I doubt it. Nah, he's, he's probably a little small I now. Now he, I he needs another year. Yeah, yeah. 
it's going to do good things. I may, I may send so, you a female for him. I mean, I I've got, got – yeah, so there's this pair, and then there's the pair I got at Daytona last year that are the Tesseras that are Het Candy Cane and Het Honey. Mm-hmm. Those are going together next year. Not So not this next season, 2024. Yeah. So now, um, now the Candy Cane is albino with Miami influence. Yes. Uh, so it's okay. AML. Sorry, so, that will be very interesting because that's yeah. you know it's two of my favorite things, candy cane and honey. And three of my favorite things, candy cane, honey, and Tessera. Yeah, rolled into one. So, all right. Let me zoom out again here. Snag all this stuff. Get it out the way. Eric said he had a 14-hour day cleaning and preparing for the winter cool down. I feel you, man. These last uh, last couple of weeks of cleaning and prepping stuff has been has been a been a headache. I, I texted Justin the other day. I was like, man, I'm just stressed. What am I just, doing? I just, yeah, I just need to chat snakes, man. It's 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 egg season for some reason. Breeding season for me isn't stressful. Uh, you know, some of the king snakes try to make it as stressful as possible, but yeah, they're they're just silly. They're silly gooses, and uh, but. Baby hatching season, also not super stressful, but then there's like a midway through, it's getting the babies eating and getting mom's fat back up and, and getting all their stores going. And so the, the stress also comes getting ready for brumation prep and the, the cleaning, making sure everybody's cleaned out, making sure everybody's got the right amount of feedings, make sure your females are back up to weight. Uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a fun, stressful, little delightful time. All right, batter up. It's Chris All right, AP's turn. Oh, let's. Uh, there's, Wait, there's hold one. On a second, I'm missing. Where's that Hannibal dude at? Or is that a female? You got. I think it's. I think I got four males going this okay. year. Okay. Yeah, and that's right. I got one male not going, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got. I, I also the other thing people got to understand. Uh, and we're probably gonna have sideline a couple females. Um, I, I've got three or four females. Uh, one that didn't put weight back on last year. I got a, a beautiful uh, coral ghost uh, head amel head stripe female I bred last year. Her first time breeding, she gave me sixteen eggs, uh, and she she just isn't where I want her. Uh, so she's not even getting brumated. She's just getting fed heavy through the winter. Um, people got to understand that happens, right? Like you you may have this project. You think that you're going to make a bunch of money every year selling these snakes. Um, and, and that female may just not get back up to size and, and, and you might have to sideline them, uh, something to just kind of consider, uh, just like in the, in, in pro athletics. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you're not playing ball this year. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? They get, a, they get a blister. Yeah. They break a nail. They've had too yeah. many concussions. CTE. Yeah. Uh, so for sure, uh, the male, there's one pair in here that there's no questions what I'm doing. Uh, and that's going to be my caramel Miami male from JT. Uh, he's beautiful. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to miss the female he was with, uh, for a long time. She was a gorgeous snake. Uh, really bummed that that happened, but it's something that happens. Um, and my son kissed, uh, Hannibal daughter, um, I think you may have lost her. No, that's not it. Where'd she go? Hmm. She took off. 
I have it here still. So this this boy is a uh, this boy is a uh, caramel Miami, het diffused, het cinder, het sunkissed, and this girl is honey Miami, het cinder, het diffused. Uh, both are masked. I believe she may be super masked, but definitely masked. Um, those two have a guaranteed date. Uh, there's just about nothing I'm more excited about pairing up this year. Uh, she's bigger than she looks. I think it, it, it took these pictures at different distances from my dumbass hand. Uh, so, and, and JT just said I should try the Honey Tessera uh, to her. I do have the Honey Tessera uh, Miami from him as well. He, he's probably the size, but I know that this boy's going to get the job done. So, I may I may try that boy out. Um, but for now, uh, this is this is the for sure going to happen. When my honey Tessera from JT is ready to go, you better believe he's going to be getting some action. That'll be a 2024 happening too. Yeah, mine I think will be like on the cusp, but definitely 2024. I think this, we uh, all have a sibling from that clutch. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. This this female, uh, this female is the snake that I I take out when people. Are Dude, not into corn snakes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I just on. show them that snake, and I'm like, look, look at this animal, yeah. and, and just take it in because she she's every bit that color. She's she's highlighter yellow. Uh, that's a that is oh, a damn so... fine critter, man. Well, do you know what the mom was to that one? I believe she's from Clarice. Clarice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I and, nice. and she's a 2021. So and no, was... 2020. She's a 2020. What's the mom for the caramel? I, I know the mom for the caramel is, was it the caramel female that he has? Okay, caramel had sun kissed, uh, because I had a pair. Uh, the, the pair was caramels, and they ended up both proving out head diffuse, head cinder, head sun kissed, which was the weirdest clutch in the world. Beatrix, because out of Beatrix. ten eggs, uh, I had ten eggs. I had all caramel Miamis, of course. I had one sun kissed. One diffused and one cinder, which was so funny. Uh, but the odds worked out that way. We are still here. I'm just I'm moving us out of the way so you can see better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm never leaving. I'm actually here for the rest of my life. Um, so yeah, that that's one pairing <laughs> I'm super jazzed about. Uh, I I can't I cannot express enough what these animals look like in real life in your hands. Uh, that whole clutch ate great. Uh, I lost one baby in the uh, out of the egg. The, my the the honey that i did hatch out this year didn't make it um didn't even honey. make it out of the egg uh but this year this year i hope to make some honeys eric we were just talking earlier too about those female castanias you got on morph market right now that i asked you about a while back that's gonna have to happen before the end of the year yeah if, if anybody listening in is, is looking for some snakes still eric's got some awesome stuff still available and, and, and man he's got some uh he's got some pewter stuff that i'm i, I just tantalized with there was a point where me and Chris were looking at all the stuff he had available. And we were like, man, we should just talk to him about getting just a giant group. <laughs> can I just can I just get the rest of these? Uh, okay, so that that pairing is happening. I I, I know it's happening. Um, but let's yeah. move to let's move to. I got I got some ideas. I got some ideas. Well, hold um, on a second. What's up? So Alex and I were talking before we started recording earlier about those caramel Miamis and how that seems like. With those in particular, if you continue to sort of breed those into each other, it only gets better with every generation. Like, it almost seems like it just compounds on itself. Yeah. Because the ones that I got from you that are from that pairing are just, un like, 
unbelievable and they're you know they're still small yeah so it's like if i put those together like holy holy shit you know again that be... kind of dips into that selective breeding within morphs that we're talking about they just get better and better and better and better because he sent me them as, as hatchlings and i was like yeah these are nice and then they had that first shed with me and i was like what mm -hmm. like all of a sudden that that gold and the saddles and everything just exploded every couple sheds is just insane it's uh, yeah it's wild the caramel diffused from that clutch this year. He Ooh. is he is gangster. I, and I haven't even taken a good picture of him recently. He is he is going to be a delight to have in my collection. I'm excited about him. I'm right. excited to see what the yellow, uh, the offspring that these two will produce. Yeah, yeah. She's Without so highlighter. And yeah. He's so golden. So like, is it just going to be in between? Is it going to be one extreme or the other? I, yeah. I just. It's good. So, right, like that's that clutch that I'm just like super excited about. Yeah. Carmel uh, is Hannibal to be a Trix, and the honey should be. So, oh, so both parents are Hannibal. Yeah. Excellent. So they both have the diffuse, the sender. Yep. And the mask. Such a good snake. Yeah, Hannibal's Hannibal's great. Oh man. my god. Do you see the post that JT put recently of Hannibal? Yeah. Just looking awesome, just as majestic as can be. Great, great looking critter. Like JT's the reason though that I've started to want to sort of bring like the chondro mentality of lineage and, and flagship animals over to corns, you know, and trying to make that, you know, take off a little more because like you have animals that are so unique, like this female and like Hannibal, where it's like we can do this with some of those just really stand out animals and just you know build upon that more. Well, what I love about it is I love hearing stories about where people are like, this is the line that I've been breeding, you know, for generations. And they're like, I just knew when I had the original pair and then yeah. just kept compounding and compounding. And then there's always that story where it's just like, oh, I didn't know what I had until it, until it grew up. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I saw some, you know, somebody I sold it to posted a picture. And it's just like, whoa, like, why does that look so different from everything else? And then it's like. I need to get back into that. I should really be focusing on that. I just find that so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, let's grab the next mail. Let's grab the next mail. Who's uh, that going to be? Let's grab, let's grab Mr. Gray. Let's grab Mr. Gray. And I'll, and I'll kind of let out, let out some secrets about him. Mr. Gray is my, uh, my charcoal tessera het diffused. And he has whatever old school genetics are in him to make blood reds look blood red. Uh, his his babies come out dark. In fact, I even held back a just classic female this year uh, because she was so damn just good looking. Uh, oh, JT says he has pictures of Hannibal's parents. If we ever need them, yes, we we need those. We yes. we, we have to. We just need those anyways. It's regardless, it's for, for JT for, text that to me. Yeah, I'm all for science. We need that. We need that for science. I need that now. Um, so Stat. we we know there's one pairing that I'm going to repeat uh, this year with this boy, and that's going to be my female thing number two. Uh, thing number one actually belongs to uh, Kim Ball at uh, Oddball Exotics now, but I had thing one and thing two, uh, and they were my diffused. Uh, so the on the the furthest left female actually, uh, that's that's it. My little blood red pied girl. She's she's great. She's got a great temperament. Uh, but she has that perfect old school blood red, just exactly what you want it to look like. Uh, she's got that iridescence to her, and she's had charcoal. 
Uh, so it took me three years, but I produced pewters. Uh, and I produced Tesla pewters this year. I think, uh, Justin, I sent you a pewter, right? I have a pewter, and I yeah. freaking love it. Yeah. Uh, so, so that pairing right there has consistently produced things that I love. She is like, she doesn't lay a lot of eggs. Uh, it's been eight to nine every year, but she's a big female. Um, she, uh, she doesn't really have big clutches and her eggs look kind of weird. Uh, so I supplement her, supplemented her with a little bit of calcium this year, mm-hmm. uh, before brumation, see how that does. Um, her eggs are healthy. They hatch her, her eggs also also hatch in less days than all my other corn snakes. Oh, wow. Which is just a thing about her. Um, did she not, produce that? So that blood red tesser I have from you? Yes. Yeah. So okay. she also produced the blood red tesser I held back. Two that thing's years incredible ago. too. Like that uh, thing keeps dude. blowing my mind with every shed as well. Like you made it so hard because you sent me so much stuff, and there was things that I know we definitely planned to hold on to, and there was yeah. stuff that you know we were like sell it, keep it, whatever. But now I'm at a point where it's like I have a lot of stuff, and I need to <laughs> let some go. But it's like I can't possibly choose what to get rid of because especially yeah. stuff like that that charcoal tessera you sent me, uh, that pewter, that blood red tessera. It's like I can't possibly let these go. Because I would like to take that blood red tessera and tie it into the blood red pides. Yeah. If I get anything from those down the line, um, it's just like, oh my god, it's all just so nice. It's so hard to choose what <laughs> uh, what he, needs to stay. This pair produced a female charcoal tessera a couple years ago that I that I held on to, and and she's working on getting up to size, and she is identical to Dad. Like Mark, I, I have a picture of a, when she hatched, and him and her on the same board. And they're wow. literally their markings are identical, so that's something that's uh, special about them. And, and, and she, I mean, hell, even if I don't braid her back to them, I don't even care. She's just—it's just cool to have a pair of snakes that are like identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charcoal Tessera is a great morph. Um, I love the kind of super muted, just grays, uh, different—you know, it's fifty shades of gray. His name's Mister Gray. Uh, it, there's yeah, you don't get like that browning you get with. Yeah, you know, ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like he's the other There's a there's a lot going on in charcoal that I like, and one of the things I like about charcoal is just a charcoal. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I don't like an anery. I, I love anneries. Obviously, these weird yellow anneries I'm producing, I'm really excited about. But charcoal is just a damn good base morph. Um, the next snake you could definitely add on this list is my pewter, uh, the pewter female. Uh, she did not breed last year. Um, I only paired them up once, and it was a little late. I did brumate her last year. She was a little smaller. I paired them up, and then after having a whole bunch of locks, I was like, you know what? We will uh, we'll I wait. I love that snake. Yeah. I so, can't put my finger on what it is with the pewter stuff, dude, that just really good. rustles my jimmies. But It's good. I love it. Yeah, pewters. Uh, that's why I was so excited to produce three this year. Uh, I got a. I, I'm going to keep a pewter tessera, and then I'm going to. Uh, I, I you have one of the pewters, and then I. Uh, I said I'm going to be sending a pewter to my friend Kim. Uh, it's just <laughs> Joe Rosa just said uh, pewter is the best. Pewter really is the best. I also love that it has like a hypo factor to it. Like this yeah. thing doesn't have any hypo in it. It's not a ghost, right? Or not? Right. Excuse me, I guess right. hypo charcoal. Uh, just pewters just do that. Um, and there's almost like a pink factor in the saddles, but it's not. It's almost like a it, it plays a trick on your eyes. Almost looks like yeah. a sender a little bit. Uh, so yeah, pewter, great. I want to make more pewters. I want the world to have more pewters, and I'll have pewter tesseras. And uh, there's also you know there's 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 also other genes that may be mixed up in here. 
so what is what is she going to? She'll be going to Mr. Gray for sure. Okay, that same. So yeah, so so that that clutch will be uh, charcoals, Tesla charcoals, pewters, Tesla pewters. As far as I know, uh, they both may have some some other things in them that I haven't figured out yet, and we're not going to be able to figure that out without test breeding. And that's also going to be one of the other females I'm going to throw in here. I may I may talk to you guys and see what y'all think about this. Um, yeah, make more pewters. The world needs more pewters. I'm okay with that. Uh, okay, so I have only ever bred Mr. Gray to thing number two. So I've only done charcoal, Tessera, Het Diffuse to Diffuse Het Charcoal, right? That's been the only pairing I've done with those two, three years running. I haven't bred him to anything else. What I'm thinking, if you scroll up, I'm going to grab this female. I'm going to grab this female because I don't really know what to do with her. But the the fluorescent. Grab the fluorescent. Bring, bring her down there. So I, I don't think this fluorescent has any other genes in her. I believe that she is old school, extreme reverse Okatee, uh, line bred to have that, that beautiful contrast. And she really is... She really is that color, if not brighter, which is which is kind of special. Um, but I have a few. Uh, I have a few males. Obviously, I have, I have four males ready for her to go to. But one of the ideas I have, and, and this is, in, like I said, we'll we'll uh, we'll kind of just dip it around a little bit. One of the ideas I have is taking her to Mister Gray. Uh, so if I take her to Mister Gray, Ooh. I'll get. Probably all normals. The big thing is I don't know if he has any unknown heads in him, and I don't know if she has any unknown heads in him. Right. Uh, I see Brian just said she looks even better in person. That snake is that snake is wild. That snake is insane looking. Now I have is a male. that like a dedicated like fluorescent line? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a line bred, and I, I I'm remiss to say who it was that actually started that line, uh, but it was just pure line bred reverse Oakties. Uh, low red, the reds that are on there are just neon. That orange is perfect. The whites are just saturated, clean white. Um, but she can, uh, she can do a lot of things. She can go to all four males, and I think I'd produce things I'd be excited about. Um, the thing that I was thinking is because Mr. Gray has produced some very good-looking classics, very mm-hmm. deep, dark classics, I wonder if I pair her to him, I'll get Tessera's and classics, that is if I don't have any other genes floating around in either one of these animals, right? which is very possible, uh, especially AML on the charcoal. Um, so what I'll produce will be hopefully some very good looking animals. And if I hold back the best and breed them together, I'll have animals that are het charcoal, het AML. Uh, what you get there is possibly some very Okidi looking charcoals, some very reverse Okidi looking Amels, and then you know, obviously, Tesla is going to be mixed in there because it's just mixed in. Uh, but I'll get some charcoal amels, which are blizzards, uh, which are kind of neat. They usually end up pretty white, but I think with a snake that looks like this breeding into them, I will get a very, very, very base white snake, which not that exciting, but it's something neat to have uh, for the contrast in the collection. Um, so I don't know. So that that's an option for her. Uh, at, at the same time, she can go to my Caramel Miami. So I'll maybe be able to produce a little bit of that Miami OKD look, which is a great looking animal uh, between the two of them. But I'll also be het, uh, het Butter. So I can make some Miami OKD Het Butters. 
So that's that's an option going going with the caramel from JT. So I don't know what do y'all what do y'all think about those pairings? Well, I like the idea of putting the caramel to the fluorescent because if you're taking that compounding like like het caramel can do some interesting things. It can it can brighten up yellows like naturally in a corn snake. Yeah. So I think putting that towards that fluorescent line, which already kind of like reduces down like reduces down those reds to that this bright orange, I yeah. think would be pretty cool, especially when you get to that end goal and get that like extreme reverse like butter. Yeah. I think I think that'd be a sweet pairing to do. Now, the pewter would also be awesome. Yeah, to, but to I would. Charcoal, yeah, I would hate for you to miss out on the head diffused and not be able to make your pewters with the extreme. Right, right. There's something. There's there's something to that. Now next year I have more males for her to go to. Uh, I have a, uh, a reverse ogady, very high uh, saturated red tessera. Um, that I'd like to pair her to. Uh, there's another thing we could do with her, and so so we'll we'll put that that idea on hold because I'm we gotta go to pee. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good, Daddy. Um, so yeah, what what, what uh, Alex was just saying was that you know she could you know she could be here with with Mr. Gray, and we could we can make some really cool looking animals. We can you know we'll have classics, we'll have tesseras. Um, hopefully, saturating that black because that's what that white does. It turns black. Uh, but but not really sure what that color palette's going to do, but also pairing her to the caramel Miami. Uh, oh yeah, uh, gets me some. Maybe I'll be able to pop out some good, decent looking Miami Yokides. Uh, you know, we'll kind of have to raise. That's a clutch that I'd have to wait a couple sheds on, right? Mm -hmm. you, right. you don't you don't just throw you'd those have, out. You hold those back for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also, we'll get a little bit of the mask factor going on uh, because we know oh, that there's mask hanging around. Possible het cinders. So if we have het cinders in there. We know that we're going to get a lighter base color because uh, head center can be uh, a bit visual. Um, mm. And now we've got head butters, right? And, and who who on the planet doesn't want butters that look like that, right? Uh, throw caramel into her and keep line breeding that group. And, you know, what do, what do you do? You know, it's, it's all awesome. Here's the problem. There's just so many things, so many directions you can go in, and none of them are horrible. Yeah. In any capacity. Well, let's. I, every single male I have can go to her. So let's let's go to the next male. Let's go to Mac, Macasaurus Rex, the Mac Attack, Big What's Mac, that? Patternless Dude. No, no, uh, uh, my my orange guy. This guy. Yeah, Mac. I love Mac. Uh, Mac is massive. I have fed Mac a lot. Mac is one of the corn snakes I've had the longest. He isn't shed in this picture because I'm I'm an actual useless human. Um, but he is he's massive. He's four and a half foot long. He has <laughs> he. He, he's the only snake I have that's a corn snake that gets to live in a V70 because he's just king of the room. Uh, is he the prior to the to Flash Gordon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's the dad. So he's got some killer yellows also. Uh, so he is Ultramel, Het Annery, uh, visual Motley, but he's Het Stripe. So he's got one Motley gene, one Stripe gene. So that's awesome. And then he's Tessera. Uh, he is... He's produced a lot. Of, he's produced a lot of baby corn snakes. There's there's a couple hundred baby corn snakes from him out in the world right now. Dude, that one uh, I have of his is just so clean. It's it almost looks fake. Oh, you have the uh, you have the Motley Tessera Classic, right? Uh, he's not a classic. He may be Ultramel. It is Ultramel. Okay. 
you also have the Ultramel Stripe that came from him. Yes. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so that would be a cool pairing down the road and pairing Flash Gordon to that. Yeah. So right off the bat, I could take that fluorescent female and pair her to him, right? Uh, yeah. So if I did that, now I'm going to be getting that OKD influence into AMLs and Ultramels and Tesseras, <laughs> right? Yeah. So just right off the bat, that pairing can be great. And I'll also find out if she has any uh, Het Anary in her. Uh, also Het Motley or Het Stripe, right? He's got he's got a he's got a whopper of Hets in there. So, uh, you know, when I bought that snake, I thought he was just a stripe. I bought him as a stripe. That's what I thought he was. Uh, anyways, we have learned things from six years ago, uh, seven years ago. God, I don't know how long ago. He's great. He's great. He's gonna he's gonna live forever. Um, okay, <laughs> scroll scroll up to the females. There is one female who two years in a row has not bred for me. I've probed her enough to where uh, that girl right there, my AML Motley. She's in shed in this picture also because that's what snakes do when you need to take pictures of yeah, them. Yeah, all of mine were in shed too. I was like, son of yeah. a bitch. Um, this is a pairing that has to happen, right? Like, yeah. I've got a Motley Tester Ultramel. I've got an AML Motley. I want to yep. know what heads she has. She's beautiful and amazing and huge. He's beautiful, amazing, and huge. Both of them have perfect attitudes. Uh, I love her Motley look. Motley comes in a lot of variations. Hers is Yeah, hers is super clean. Uh, just like she, single spots. Yeah, she's just great. Uh, when she sheds, she is every bit as vibrant as him. Uh, well, obviously when he sheds, <laughs> such crappy pictures. Um, I hope this, this works out. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to try again this year. I know she's female. I know he gets excited when he's around her. Uh, I'm hoping sounds that happens. Like, sounds I'm, like you do too. Yeah, dude. I want a whole clutch of Motley, Amel, Ultramel, Tessera, Goodness, I don't. I hope that she's not het anary. Um, I, I just hope she's not, uh, because I want a whole clutch of just bright orange red beauties. Uh, so that 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 pairing, I think that pairing just has to happen. Uh, I thought for a while, I, there's a couple things I could pair her with. Uh, I could dip her into uh, the stripe boy, um, mm -hmm. because he's het ultra. Uh, so I would get ultra male uh, motleys, uh, and I could also. Uh, get a little deeper because he's had hypo. See if she's had hypo, which is a, a definite possibility, uh, being I don't really know her lineage too well. And I do like the idea of test breedings. Um, but but no, I, I think I've got to try her with Mac again. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't think I need to place her anywhere else. She could also go to the Caramel Boy uh, mm -hmm. and make... Uh, that would be head interesting. Butter, yeah, Het Butter Motley's. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's ain't nothing wrong with a Het Butter Motley. Uh, Butter Motley's is it is it is it again a, a damn fine snake? We'd also be able to prove her out for a Het Caramel, Het Diffuse, uh, Het Sunkissed. You know, a lot of lot of genes in that boy up there. Uh, what do y'all think? Sticker sticker with Mac. I I like the Mac pa like pairing right there because I think that'll get you that'll net you the most like exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I I agree. Um, also, I may be able to produce an albino motley tessera, which of all of the combinations I could have produced over the last three years is one I have not produced. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, let's let's stick that. Let's 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 scroll. Let's go look at those those women's again. 
Okay. I think this is going to be a perfect example. Let's just let's just talk about this girl right here. This is an Ultramel Tessera. Uh, Het Motley Stripe. Either Het Motley or Het Stripe. Uh, she's gorgeous. She has just about the perfect coloration. Uh, I didn't breed her last year. She's a little on the smaller side. She was a little on the smaller side last year. She's one of the first snakes I ever hatched. Uh, oh, wow. In fact, I think she is the first snake I ever hatched. Uh, I have to go back to my pictures, but I'm pretty sure she is the first snake I ever hatched. So last year I could have bred her. I didn't because I didn't feel like I had a good pairing for her. And I will kind of get into that now. I don't think I have a good pairing for her this year. Uh, when you take an Ultramel and put it to anything that's not an AML, you have 50-50 chances on your babies to whether they're Ultra or AML. They're one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't... I have, I have an AML Tesla boy that I produced that is going to go to her at some point. He's got the exact same heads. He was from the exact same pairing, actually. This super high red, beautiful... Obviously, you see that yellow happening again coming from Mac. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to breed her this year. Also, like I'm totally okay... I've got a couple other females I'm not going to breed. I, I'm okay not breeding her again, right? Like, I don't need to breed her. Um, and I think she's a snake that would produce a lot of question marks, potentially. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of put a pin in her for now. But gorgeous snake. She is one of my favorites. Obviously, a baby of Mac. Uh, she went to a real high – she came from a real high red uh, AML female that I, that I enjoy – um, let's grab, let's grab the snow. Let's grab the snow. This could be her first year. So this snow is Mac's daughter. I produced her a few years ago. Uh, she was a terrible eater and she figured it out. Just like the one I have from you now. <laughs> There's, I, I produce a couple every year. They just don't want to eat. She sucked at eating. Uh, she figured it out, so she she will be actually four this year, uh, this coming year. But she's every bit the size to, to breed. Um, she has that insane yellow. The question on her would be, I know she's Het Motley. Uh, she was in a, in a clutch with a with a Snow Motley, actually. Um, she is Pos Het Hypo, Pos Het Sunkist. Uh, she's a lot more pink in person. A little bit of that pink you see between her eyes is kind of saturated throughout the body. Uh, pinks don't photograph well, and I don't really like editing my pictures. Looks like a damn albino king. It, it kind of does. It kind of does. Uh, but that yellow going down her neck, halfway through her body, maybe a third through her body, mm-hmm. uh, it's just perfect. It's perfect. Um, she's she's kind of got that halo thing going on, right? You see the yellow in the saddle. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if that means she is halo. Uh, that would be a question for for uh, Mrs. Moore. Uh, Mrs. Straley, actually, excuse me, um, but she's she's great. Uh, she is is one of my daughter's favorites. Snows snows are just great. Every time you produce a snow, life is good. Uh, but she can go to Mac and will produce uh, Amels, Ultramels, Snows, Snowtramels, Motleys, and Tesseras because she is Het Motley or Stripe, right? She's she's one of the two. Um, I like that pairing because I'll produce snows. Uh, at any time I'm producing snows, I'm happy. 
uh, anytime I'm producing snow dremels, uh, I'm happy. Uh, and I'll also get some classes. So I think that's, that's an option. You know, he's, he's at Anery, he, you know, he producer. Um, so that's, that's a possibility. Um, I don't want to put her to the charcoal boy or the, uh, caramel boy, just because I have too much stuff lining up on this other side. Um, and I guess while we're talking about this, let's grab that striped male and, and kind of bring him down here because that would be the other option for him. That stripe. is that that really yellow stripe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we grab the stripe boy, damn it! So what happens with this pairing is I get a whole clutch of anneries that have. Both the mom and the dad have that crazy yellow. Yeah. Um, if she's het motley, I'll get motleys. If she's het stripe, I'll get stripes uh, because it's one or the other. Being that Mac is both motley and stripe, uh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of psychedelic yellows. Um, but one thing that's not going to happen is I'm not going to produce any snows. I'm going to produce snow dremels because he is het ultra. He's for sure 100%, no questions asked, het ultra. Um, but that might play into that whole tequila sunrise kind of look, whereas it's an uh, ultra male anery that has that okay. endless yellow. So I, I think I'd like to see that pairing. Yeah. Right. The yeah. Best. I think I'd be a little more that, interested to see that as well. Like, also, I, yeah, I, I would love to see how much yellow their anery, especially the ultra male would produce. So I might be able to produce some ultra male stripe. Ultramel Anery, possibly Ultramel Motley's. Uh, there's no Tessera in this, which is which is not a bad thing. Yeah. And she may carry over the Het Hypo, because he's Het Hypo. She may be Het Hypo. Mm -hmm. uh, so we may even be able to dab that in there, too. Uh, I, I, again, that's one of those things. I don't know if I need to pair her back to Mac to just get endless possibilities. Whereas when I pair her to the Stripe Boy, who needs a name? He needs a name. Uh I get, I get a lot more refined uh, possibilities, right? Like, we know we're getting all anneries. We know we're going to get some percentage of ultra male anneries. We're going to get some percentage of either Motley's or Stripes. But we know they both kind of carry this yellow factor thing, which may be, which may be like red coat, right? Uh, or, or something similar, acting like red coat. Again, I'm not the genetics uh, master when it comes to more polygenic type things. Um, but I think I think that's a cool pairing. I think that'd be fun. I don't know. That's a tough one, right? That is tough because uh, Mac is the father to her. Yes, yeah, he's the yeah. father to both of these. Yeah. Mm. I, I think I'm still more interested in the Anery yeah. stripe to see. But I think if you don't like super love this the pairing this year putting her back to Mac next year. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, it's, you know, these are, these are both direct lineage, uh, exact same pairing. Uh, just same as, uh, the, the male that Justin has now that, that Jake had, uh, exact same pairing. So we know that there's a yellow thing going on, right? There's, there's yeah. a, a yellow factor to this. Um, what exactly that is, I don't know. But if both of them are expressing it, because they definitely are, um, yeah. 
I've seen anery stripes. I spent a lot of time looking at anery stripes. That's a lot more yellow than a normal anery stripe, in my opinion. Uh, so, I don't know. That is a, uh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at these pictures. And as I'm looking, it's a little bit easier to look at them like this, too, where I'm, like, actually sitting here. Uh, you know, going through the room is one thing, but actually looking at them on the screen, it's like, oh, okay. Um, Trying to organize a little bit and make it yeah, yeah. easier. I think, uh, I think that's a cool pairing. But I think if I'm going to do that pairing right there, then I'm going to go grab Carrie, my little, my little uh, psychopath, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put her back to Mac. And the reason for that is that's the same pairing that produced both those animals. Now, last year, I bred him to his mom, which is the annery on the right side. Uh, uh, That one right there, yeah. So that pairing this year produced some awesome stuff, but I'm going to be producing a lot more of that same stuff this year, whereas that female to Mac actually produces the largest variability. She's she's laid 14 eggs three years in a row. Uh, She's never even looked like she's laid an egg ever which is hilarious uh but her back to mac um has so many possibilities because she's head stripe uh which means i'll get motley's and stripes she's head hypo which i won't see anything visual she's head amel so i'll get snows amels i'll get classics i'll get tesseras i'll get motley tesseras uh there's a lot it's 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 kind of endless with those two um so i think i may repeat that pairing uh i mean just, just got to have that one clutch. One, two years in a row in fourteen eggs. I had fourteen different visual uh, combinations. You're saying Mac to her? Yeah, it'd be Mac, Mac back to her. So Mac bred to her for two years. Last year I bred her to her son. This year I'm thinking about putting her back to Mac just to have that huge variability. Uh, and then uh, instead of pairing the son back to her, I'll pair the son to the snow. Um, so he needs a name. Uh, that, that, that little stripe boy. So, yeah. I'm going to do that. Something like that. Uh, I think that's a good pairing. Uh, yeah. They've consistently, year after year, made badass stuff. Obviously, these two snakes above them are directly from that pair. Um, the male you have is from that pair. Uh, you may even have other snakes from that pairing. Um there's something going on between those two that makes awesome yellow stuff. So I'm hoping that pairing the yellow stuff to the yellow stuff makes more awesome yellow stuff. Uh, definitely going to be, again, holding uh, holding a lot of uh, stuff back from that, like I always do, because I've still got a ridiculous ton of holdbacks, because that's what we do. We hoard things. Um, and then we get stressed out halfway through Christmas, because we have to buy Christmas gifts, and we try to cry. <laughs> um Let's let's just zoom in on this girl over here. This is uh, this is Buffy. Uh, Buffy producer. I didn't breed her this year, and there's a little bit of me that says I may not breed her again this year. This snake was actually produced by Joe Phelan many years ago. She's got a cool uh, paradox patch on her neck. Uh, it's like red. It's like the classics oh, yeah, coming can, through. Let's see if I can. Right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I call her Buffy because it looks like she got bit by a vampire. Uh, and the, the, tip, <laughs> the, tip of, 
the tip of her tail has red on it also. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I saw that. That's it's crazy. Kinda, try to get a picture of both. Um, and if there's actually a couple scales throughout her body that have a little bit of the red. Um, it's super neat snake. Uh, she's had AML. Um, she has produced some good looking stuff. Obviously, she's a ghost. Uh, stock standard uh, ghost with the paradox thing going on. Um, Ken Deal, uh, who's become a good buddy of mine, has a pair of snows that produce paradoxes occasionally. Uh, I think two years in a row, they've produced at least one paradox. So uh, he is raising a male that we're actually going to pair to her, I believe, next year. Um, so I may not breed her this year just because I don't want anything to happen. And I want to pair her to that snow uh, paradox. Not saying that we're going to get paradoxes because that's not how that happens. But if you are going to produce a paradox, it will probably be from a paradox to a paradox. Um, and I think that's pretty neat. I think the chance of being able to produce that is worth holding her out another year. Also, where, where exactly would I put her? Um, you know, I could I could produce ghosts, het stripe from the one boy. Uh, he's ultra, she's AML. So, so that, that's one thing. I don't, I want to keep Carrie, uh, my Annery, with Mac this year so I can produce snows. Um, just because I want to be able to produce snows this year. Uh, JT said we could we could name that boy King Midas. That'd be kind of cool. Gold member. Gold member. Pony Gold. boy. Gold finger. So yeah, there's a. I, I think that's I think that's my. Uh, I think that's my 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 corn snake pairings this year. I also don't want to overwhelm myself, and that's a decent amount. Um, I, I think you guys are right. Maybe taking that uh that fluorescent female and putting her with uh with the uh, caramel boy will be kind of neat. Uh, I think that's a that's a fun idea. Make some het butters, uh, you know, definite het butters uh, that will uh, have a, have an interesting look. Uh, and 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 like we said, the world loves butters, uh, so I could keep a pair back from that and send a few out to the world. I don't know. It's tough to not want to pair to that charcoal just to get the just to double check het, see if he's had AML because I, I like that test breeding idea. Um, I don't know. Y'all think that three females for a male is overwhelming? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Then, you know, that ultra male female I have, the ultra male Tessera that's up there, mm-hmm. she's either Het Motley or Het Stripe. She's Poss Het Annery. We, think, we could think about sending her to you to compare to that Annery Motley boy uh, Ooh. just to see what happens. Find out if he's had AML, which he is. Uh, mm. so you, can, you can make some AMLs, some Ultramels, possibly some, well, for sure, some either Motleys or Stripes, uh, half a clutch of Tesseras, and potentially mix Annery in there. Have a, have a fun clutch. Uh, he's a uh, Oh, that is the, the the one you're playing with now is the uh, albino Emery. I, yeah, I had I had I sent you pictures of the stripe Emery eyes just because I wanted to have a. a, a I a, didn't. I don't have those. But I'm gonna send it to you.
Oh, it's because I didn't send it to you this show. I sent it to you last show. <laughs> gotcha. You're talking about the wild caught. No, uh, the Nueces County reverse drive Emory. Yeah. Yeah. Let me upload it. Yeah, the, the only concern um, with that ultra Mel Tessera going to you um, is she is my baby, and I love her. <laughs> and I, I love that saying. I really love that saying. I didn't even read her last year because I was like, if it's not a perfect pairing, I don't. So it's kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm emotionally attached to some of these things, like a dingleberry. Oh, JT said dual sire the clutch for the reverse. So could he? We could. We could. We could. Huh. Double clutch it? Mm. I don't double clutch JT. I'm going to feed these things mice. It costs money. I'm allergic to that shit. I thought you were allergic to everything. He is allergic to everything. First oh, off, yeah, guys, right. I, I'm going to formally ask y'all to watch your attitude. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let me exit this. Oh, now we just deleted all of it. That's fine. Thanks we didn't for being delete all of it. It's still here. I uploaded it on my phone, so now I have to reopen it. And... Sad times, guys. This is actually making for undoubtedly one of the best episodes that people will listen to yeah, as just a fun. podcast. I like it. But yeah, no, this is awesome. Load. Great, Chris. Your, your thorn scrub. Broken <laughs> the curse Canva. of the thorn scrub. Do, 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 do. If you guys aren't using Canva, shout out to Canva because I freaking love this program. There we go. So this is a Nueces County reverse stripe. Now I am I, I do have a pair of these and I'll be pairing them this year. Uh, but the goal. Sorry, guys, I'm gassing tonight, so I'm having to mute randomly. Uh, you know, we could we could lie to everybody. Um, this pairing will produce aberrant, potentially even reverse stripes that are het amo. And the world has never seen these two things put together. Um, and so I am excited to do that. Not to be a world first because I don't think a polygenic to a visual recessive trait is a world first, but it will be very neat to line breed these animals, get the best looking babies, pair them back together, and produce some AMLs with that look. Uh, because an AML embryo is a shockingly beautiful animal. Uh, that snake in person is drop dead gorgeous, uh, almost has a green hue to it. In, in it, the AML and embryo is not compatible with the AML and Corn snakes, which is kind of neat. Um, so these are these are both pure embryo. Obviously, we have Milmorum and embryo embryo going on here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dip past the trinomials for a little bit, kind of get over it in the hobby uh, because it didn't matter until 2020. Uh, <laughs> but that that look is is in my opinion uh, gonna gonna make Billy Hunt just uh, fully erect. You know what I mean? That's a that, that's a Billy Hunt pairing if I've ever seen one. 
Uh, so excited, excited to produce reverse, uh, reverse stripe uh, mealworms regardless. Uh, so I'll, ha I'll have a clutch of those, uh, but putting those two animals together, uh, getting, getting, uh, hats, um, very, very, very excited. Uh, been one of the projects, you know, ra raised all these, raised these things for babies and just super excited to get there. Uh, raising a lot of every animal in this whole group with the exception of Mac, I raised from an absolute hatchling. Uh, that's also a lie because thing number two came to me as an adult. Um, but yeah, so it's, so it's exciting. I still suggest everybody starts with babies. I think it's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, what y'all, y'all throw, I've been talking a lot. I've been talking a lot. I got to wet my whistle. These beers aren't, aren't even getting drank over here. I'm barely on number three. Uh, what are y'all, 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 barely talk on about, number three, uh, barely on number three. These y'all talk about these pairings. Y'all think what, anything y'all would switch up? Anything y'all think, uh, y'all would be excited about? Not the meal morum. <laughs> not the, not the mealy boys. I still got two babies that need homes. They have a home, Justin. It's in your heart. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they all look really God, solid. Yeah. I think that's uh, you know, this first one with the Caramel Miami to to that girl is definitely a, a banger. That's a good. That's a good clutch, right? Like we're we're just stock standard excited about that. And then if you end up making this group go, I think that's going to be a really cool. If you can get him to, if if you end up doing all three females, I think the, uh, the results from that will be really interesting. I think there's a good chance, like like uh, like Alex was was saying, of taking that uh, reverse Okadi female and uh, the, the fluorescent female and putting her with the caramel Miami. Uh, yeah. Just just to be able to, you know, Miami Okadis are great. The whole world loves them. Um, and then also making double head butters, right? Uh, but like I said, I, I really, I'm really vibing on finding out if Mr. Gray has had AML. And this was my year to find out because next year the, the reverse Okadi will be going to a, a Tessera, Tessera AML boy. Uh, and then hopefully a year after that, uh, like Mike just said, just produce more fluorescents. I have the best looking male fluorescent I have ever seen coming from Kim Ball. Oddball Exotics can't shout her out enough. Uh, he has like almost no red on him. He is going to be a white and orange snake. He is beautiful. Uh, she's going to be sent into him. Uh, probably when the weather clears up a little bit, we got a little cold front coming in next week. So that's, that's years down the line though. He's a 22. So, uh, so these two girls are your free agents. They're free agents, man. Uh, you know, Buffy, I don't really, like I said, she can, she can breed. Uh, she's bred for me before a couple times. Uh, she, she bred for Joe. Uh, she's she's a good snake. She's huge. I bet she'd produce a whole shapoopy load of eggs. Um, but I'm also kind of at that point with just these pairings we're seeing here. Uh, what? How many pairings is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just what we're seeing on the screen right now, that's eight pairings. That's potential for 80 to 90 babies minimum, right? Somewhere in there. Uh, plus I've got Oh, three clutches of Alterna, four clutches of Leonis, uh, Northern Pines, Jani, uh, Chinese Beauties, um, Baja Kings. Uh, probably something else. I'm not. I don't think I. I don't think I'm breeding gophers this year. If anybody wants gophers, uh, I'm not going to breed my gopher snakes this year unless somebody wants them. Uh, the whole clutch. Um, I'm just. I'm going to give the female the year off. I don't. I don't. I think. I think giving females the year off is just the way to go. Um, sometimes. Uh, but if somebody's like, I want the whole clutch of gophers, uh, message me. 
Um, I'm not breeding black pines again this year, um, just because they're horrible. Logistic. No, because they're the best. <laughs> um, but the logistics of, of moving them out of my house, and also I am totally okay with a snake that took four years to breed, having the females a year off. Um, I I think that's that, that's okay. Uh, my northern pines, the female literally looked like she didn't lay eggs, so I'm going to breed them again. Uh, the Jani, my female literally never looks like she lays eggs anyways, and she's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I probably feed my Jani a little more than I should, um, but y'all can come over and tell me to stop. Guns are loaded. Uh, yeah, so um, this already sounds overwhelming. I can't wait for the stress. Sounds like 200 babies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, not not using that, not using that, ultra male test there's also i, I have my so i have a the coral ghost female she just didn't bounce back well she's getting a year off mm -hmm. if she doesn't continue to get better uh she'll never breed again um as far as just getting that weight back on uh and that's okay she will look real pretty in the collection uh, i've also got an aml female real high red she's gorgeous um she's not breeding this year she bred uh she didn't breed last year either um not to sound disrespectful to her because she'll be going back to one of her sons next, not next season, but the season after. Uh, but I don't feel like producing a bunch of AMLs and classics this year. Uh, not that I've ever had an issue getting rid of them, uh, but we, we have to make some cuts here and there. Um, you know, we could take Buffy and put her to that uh, Motley Annery and see if he's had AML and just make some AMLs and Anneries and Snows possibly. Uh, we could also take her and put her to a wild cot. We could put her to a blood red diffused. We could put her to a, uh, a Castagna Motley. You know, there's, Ooh, we could put the Castagna Motley to the Tessera Ultramel Het Motley. No, oh, there's what that other picture was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Once again, organize here. Struggling. Billy, uh, Billy91, you're right. He just said this is going to be a tough podcast to listen to. I'm going to need these pictures. You're right. This is not, this is going to be more of a visual, uh, definitely a visual episode than it is a, a listening episode. That's okay. I hope the sweet, somber sounds of my voice uh, still fill you with joy. Uh, <laughs> make your heart content. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do as far as uh, other non-corn-related things. Um, Bairds-wise, you know, I want to try that, that wild-caught mail that you sent. Um, there was, so at the Columbia show, the Hibernaculum was selling, or the guys at the Hibernaculum were selling uh, a Davis County animal. Okay. And uh, I don't know if it was a male or female. I really wasn't trying to come home with anything, but thanks to Jason Keller, I came home with a damn albino king. <laughs> that I don't That's want so awesome. at all, but I have it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do Loma Altas again. I still have some babies from, from those available. Uh, you know, everyone talked about how much they wanted Loma Altas. And then when I posted them and I guess people saw the price, they said, never mind. So. May not That's do a, those again. I don't know. It's a tough one, right? It's like you, they're worth a specific amount of money. They're 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 rare in the hobby. There's not a lo, lo, lot of Loma Alta stuff floating around there. 
I think personally, I like it a little bit more than the Mexican stuff. Um, Mexican stuff seems to kind of be flooding the market right now, uh, but also demanding a high price. So I don't know. I, I and I actually I don't think my Loma Altas were really priced outrageously or anything like they were. What'd you have, Matt? If you, I mean, if you don't mind talking two, about it, they're two fifty shipped. I think that's a shockingly good price. <laughs> Uh, like I pretty much include shipping in all the prices that I post. So yeah, I, th- I think two fifty ships great because shipping's probably going to be sixty five dollars. Uh, you're talking about walking away paying one hundred eighty five bucks for a snake that is a, is a damn fine animal. Uh, yeah, know, my I, my morph market account expired as of yesterday, so that's why you didn't see them. I got to re up it so it, they show back up. Um, you know it's 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 tough. You know, we, we talk about producing, you know, we've got a couple pairs here that, that are going to produce a handful of classics and just, you know, classic testers. Classic testers still fly off the table for a hundred bucks all day long. Classics are, classics are a tough sell. Uh, it's kind of one of those things you do well within your own collection and then end up, uh, you know, potentially giving them away at shows or finding people that just want to have their first corn snake or, you know, and, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but you're, you know, it, it can be tough to get rid of them. Uh, they also make great feeders if you want to freeze them. Uh, King snakes love them, so something to kind of keep in mind. We're not, we're not past this. Alex, do you have, do you have any? What, are, what are your plans for next year? So I have uh, two pairings planned for next year that I'm doing with Rock Creek Corns, my friend Alan. Yeah. Uh, we have my Snow Donna, which is my first snake that I ever got, is going to his Coral Snow Motley uh, Castiel, and then we're thinking. Marge, the Ultramel Blood Red that I have, uh, she proved out Het Annery. So I was thinking, same same male, just doing, uh, you know, Coral Coral Snow Motley and producing out uh, Coral Ultramel Annery's Het yeah. Diffuse Het Motley, and then taking those babies and putting them in the collection because I have Motley, I have Diffused, I have Annery, and just eventually producing out. Some really nice red factor ultramel granites or something like that. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, I think that's a good, a good place to be. Those are yeah. good pairing, dude. Uh, it, look, coral, coral snows, whether they're motley or not, coral ultramel anneries, whether they're motley or not, are badass animals. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have enough of them, right? I, I, I want to hold every single one of them back. I've got a JMG. Uh, coral snow um, from my buddy Mike over in California and he is almost big enough to breed. Next year he'll be going to that snow. Um, in that same vein of uh, those yellow critters that I've held back, I also held back the exact same thing as that first snow y'all have seen. And she's Tessera um, and she is starting to get that yellow in, and it's just like, oh my god, where where is this coming from? Why does it keep doing this? So could be a very big thing that I just got to start holding more back, which is, yeah. uh, which is okay. Um, you know, Justin's got a handful of that stuff in his collection. Now I, seeing that male Annery and how good he looks, uh, is just, mm, mm, mm. it makes me more excited to put that, uh, you know, little King Midas to that, that snow female, uh, even more. Um, why yeah, not, why not lime sure. breed it? Keep, keep pairing it. Like, let's see what happens. See what happens. Let's hold some back. Uh, you know, if I get an Ultramel, an Ultramel Annery, Motley, ooh, that holds that yellow, ooh, mm-hmm. you're starting, these nipples are getting hard just thinking about it. 
that's a, uh, that's a whoo. It's exciting. I may, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to pair those subox next season or not too. Those should be ready. It would be a small clutch, but yeah, they're small clutches anyways. There's those, and I'm planning to cool down the rhinos. I don't know that my female rhino will be big enough to yeah. pair. Um, and then, yeah, so I have that that wild caught male Bairds, and I have an undocumented female that has that really nice eastern range look, you know, Loma Alta ish, is super silvery. So I thought about maybe putting them together. Um, Jance and I, Mike asked about Jance and I. So Jance and I, I have they they they're cohabbed like twenty four seven like they they're in the same cage they live together. Um, they have a lay box. I check it periodically. I think the only reason I haven't really seen much from them is I need to start misting them like daily, uh, and I need to start feeding them more regularly. So I need to sort of simulate a, a wet you know wet season, um, and I think maybe I would get some action out of them. I, the only reason I haven't been doing that is just because I've been preoccupied with, with other stuff. So um, I was saying last night in like the, you know, the group chat that I'm not going to be successful with those. If I'm going to continue to sort of do what I've been doing, which is not enough. So they are definitely a species. that seems like require a lot more attention. See, I don't know. Cause I've also talked to uh, some people that have produced some and I've read a lot about them. And it sounds like they're they do it similar where they just keep them together and it's but they notice reproduction seems to definitely be stimulated more by like misting and like rain and that kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were both they weren't babies when I got them, but they were still young. So they may also be they also may need another year or so before they really kick into gear and things start happening. So yeah, I got that one clutch from them. Was that last year and they were they ended up just not being any good so yeah i don't know i mean they're trying like obviously something's happening so yeah we're on the on the track it's just you got I eggs gotta, on the ground yeah it's i gotta spend more time like making sure i'm i'm purposefully doing the things i need to do to sort of get them going so that, that's a species that trades hands a lot too because people kind of don't want to deal with them i guess uh they're not they're not you know, pleasant. That's for sure. They're, they're, they're not. They're not friendly. Uh, I love them. Like that's one of my. They're badass. Dude, those such a cool species of snakes. Like the fact that I even have some blows my mind. But um, I don't mess with them. You know, I really don't. Unless I'm cleaning the cage, which I don't do that often either, because yeah. they, uh, you know, they get. They they don't like interaction. They don't like being out in the open. They like to stay in their hides and you know do their thing. So yeah, we'll you see know, I, on those. Yeah, I, I man, my fingers are crossed. I, I don't want any, right? Like, <laughs> but they're 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 just. I think it's a just amazing species. Uh, I've got I you know I, I don't even think about. It. I've got a few pairs. I've got chocolate emery eye that I actually cohab, and have been doing really good since they were like little. Mm -hmm. um, they're big enough to breed. Um, I'm not cooling them just because again I've I've got to decide to not breed some stuff, or I I, I will actually die. Um, my South Mountain corns. Uh, from from Chris Montross, uh, they're 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 big enough. Um, they've been cohab since they were babies, since they were little wiggle worms, um, and they're 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 together. I'm not cooling them. Uh, I don't think they're going to go this year. They could if they do. Exciting, you know. They're one of those ones that I have in my my multi setup uh, 
large tubs. Um, so they have cool side, uh, cool side and, and, and warm side hides uh, that I keep uh, like eco earth in. So if they do decide that they're going to be laying eggs, I'll, I'll be, have an eye on them. Same thing I do with my Everglades rats. Uh, they've produced every year consistently for me. Um, and I co-have them, which is like so fun. Uh, they're whenever I'm interacting with those snakes, they're some of my favorites. Uh, in fact, when the new room is done, they're going to have a display cage. Uh, I'm going to get one of those black boxes. That's, I think it's a two foot by two foot by two foot. Uh, super excited to stick, you know, these wild Everglades rats in there. Um, and plus they're, they're like, they are the snakes that watch you. They don't strike the glass. Well, I mean, they're, mm -hmm. tough, but they don't, they don't, they just watch you and they like sit together and they like put their heads on each other. And it, it's the only animal that I cohab, which I don't, I don't necessarily promote. If you're going to cohab things, pay attention to what you're doing. But when I feed them, uh, I could literally hold both the mice at the same time and one will take one and one will take the other. And they just kind of like sit there and eat it next to each other. And it's anyways, they're, they're, uh, the world needs more Everglades rats. Rosalie are just exceptional. Uh, on that note, I have 1.2 available eating frozen thought. If anybody's looking for some F2 Hendry County Everglades rat snakes, hit me up. Uh, I just sent a female to... I was say, the one you just sent to Jake is... I pulled that out of the box and I was like, this thing, those Texas rats you sent to Jake, I was like, these are actually really nice. They're, I know I, I have zero desire to keep any of them. Yeah. But I was like, pretty. these are nice. Those uh, those Texas rats, uh, Brian Lovins, he was in the chat earlier... He produced those. Um, that's Morris County. He has some wild cots. And I showed you the pictures of that male. He is straight up dark mall. He is black and red uh, with white highlights. And and so uh, I'm, I'm glad Jake has those. That was the last uh, obsoleta that Jake didn't have, I believe. Um, so now Jake has rounded the entire North American obsoleta complex uh, with, with that pair of snakes. Um, if memory serves you right. He does have golf hammocks, right? Um, he has the Dekerts. De he has Dekerts. He has Everglades. Uh, he, he has yellows. Like he has blacks. He has grays. He has or not. I don't know if he has golf. He may. He may still need golf hammocks. Um, he has those Santa Rosas. Yeah, Santa Rosa white oaks, and he also has Appala uh, Appalachian white oaks. I think something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, he's got the yellow. He's got tons of yellows. Great snakes. Uh. Then the blacks. I think he has some Spartan Dude, blacks. He's got a he's got a big yellow rat. That's awesome. We need him, Rico. That snake is so cool. One thing, man, my, my Everglades. When I pull them out, do they are some of the they're they're little they're a little like hey feed me when I open the tub, but when I actually get them out, man, they're so cool. They're they're just and they're always always the pair. They're always together as a pair. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so weird. And then when the females grab it, the male just stays right away from where. I mean, yo. If you've been around a pregnant female, you know, you know, I mean, you, you straight up know what's going on. You leave her alone. You, I, you stay in that hide. I'm going to stay in this hide. You, you read the room. Yeah. You read the room. Yeah. I'm going to binge game of Thrones. You go do your thing. You know what I mean? You go do your thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can uh, choose your battles when in that one. Bill Bradley just said, I'm pretty sure he has golf hammocks. Yeah. So I, I think, I think Jake now has the entire. Yeah. He may. I just, I can't keep up complex. with him anymore. He's got so much stuff now. He's so he's, many rat snakes. He's exploded from, from Morelia to that's, that's good. so he many other it. things. But he's still pairing Morelia, which is, you know, we all have oh, yeah. our, our original loves. And, and uh, so that's, that's a, that's good. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if I have any other things I'm going to pair. I don't know I if mean, I'm going to do Dion's again. I'm on the fence about that. Um, and then the bimaculata, so I've had those together. That male's been trying, which has been weird because he started 
they've been cohab too and he i hear him constantly trying to trying to get with her which was odd because i got no action out of him after i cooled him you know last winter but then for like in like mid-august i hear him in there rustling trying i'm like what the hell like this on paper that they should not be pairing then or trying to like they should if they read the book they would know yeah uh so i don't know she's also got some sort of weird lump going on that i i need to investigate a little more so i don't i don't know if those are going to happen um i know like pretty much everything that's that's two years and older is going to get cooled okay um minus chondros minus jance and i and yeah, Bairds are up in the air. I haven't decided yet. Um, yes, you the female is Beijing, the male is Siberian. You have you're, you have a female visual uh, hypo bear die, right? Male, two males, oh, okay. two male visuals, two males. and then I have I hatched out the one female het. Okay, this season that I held on to. Nice. She was nice. the only one that it was that two eggs that were surviving, and then the one just got late term and just stopped. Yeah. And then I have the one that hatched and that's a female. So perfect. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got the female head. Annery. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's doing good. She's, she's got more time too. Yeah. I need to get yeah. her. We need to I need to talk to Tim about another male. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever whenever you're ready. If that ever ha if you know if that happens. So Yeah. Um Chondro wise, I will say I've been kind of keeping it under wraps. Keeping it to myself, except for you know a handful of people. I, I put some condos together. I have Any, two, uh, two small 2018s that Luke Myers produced. They're 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 clutch mates, and uh, homeboy's been been trying. Man, I I actually just checked a, a few minutes ago, and they may even be locked up. It's kind of hard to tell from the camera, but we have a cold front coming through. We got that hurricane. Ooh. that it's supposed to be hitting us and won't be hitting us and i'm watching him right now and i mean he's he's definitely giving it his all good good so we'll see Thanks this is going to be interesting because this is so this is is very experimental um this female both of them are small like they're 2018s but this female if i had to guess she's she's probably somewhere between 350 and 400 grams like that's she's not big, but she's four years yeah. old. So she's she's of age. Yeah. I talked to Matt Morris and I talked to Luke and I talked to David Brahms and sort of got their opinions on it and was like, you know, should I think I should at least give it a shot, you know, whatever. And um they all said, you know, go for it. I think Andy Middleton has a female that's a twenty eighteen that's similar size, and he was gonna give her another year. So they're not Beox, so I think that's part of the 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 X factor there is because they they're a smaller yeah. group anyways. They're not the massive monster Beox that I've had in the past. No, and, and um, I've seen proven females that people have brought to shows and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's oh man, what is that like a yearling or a two year old? They're like, oh no, it's a six year old proven female. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. And they're so, they're probably in that four to six hundred gram range. I wouldn't say they're any bigger mm -hmm. than that. So that's gonna be interesting. Um and it's also it's deceiving because when they're curled up, they look small. But then when you pull yeah. them out, and they're actually they're four foot long, they're like, yeah, they're they're long, and they've got decent body weight. And it's like they totally could could 
handle you know handle a small clutch so we're gonna try it like i said he's been every night like during the day they're separated entirely he's on one side she's on the other and then like at night as soon as lights are out he's it's game on man he's like he's he's curled up with her right now nice um, i can't it's hard to see for sure if there's like definitive locks but he's definitely trying i mean she's not taking off from him right now so i think that's a good sign the first yeah. night I put them together, which was probably two weeks ago, um, she was like, I could, I watched, because I, I set up my camera, not so I can watch them like in real time, but so I can go back over over that night and look and see what happened. Um, just to make sure, you know, it's not stressing her out too much. Uh, and, you know, the first introductions I found with the first pairing I did with those the female's definitely going to be freaked out and is definitely going to avoid them as much as possible. But then over time, if you continue to introduce them and give them little breaks, but put them back together, they kind of, she sort of gives it up and realizes that he's just, he's part of the, part of the cubicle now. Um, and that seems to be the case now. Cause she's, she seems to be much more receptive to him. And uh, I mean, they're doing the sort of the classic pile on, on the perch thing. So. Yeah, we'll see. I'll check before I go to bed to see if they're locked or not. But I'm watching them right now, and he's he's all over. So that's super exciting, man. Yeah, I'd that'll love be interesting. Condros again. I remember your first clutch. Your first clutch of Condros was the second year I bred corn snakes, I think. And I remember you had just started the podcast, and I was like listening to your excitement each episode. You, you know, they they locked up. Okay, am I going to do maternal incubation? Am I going to do this? And then you got eggs, and you were so excited. And it was like a weekly. Uh, weekly uh, affirmation of just like excitement, just constant, mm-hmm. constant, constant. Then you got eggs, and then you were, you know, this many weeks, and then okay, oh, and then and then they started pipping, and then yeah, dude, that's. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to, for you to be back, kind of in your in your roots of the podcast at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, like I said, it's it's very experimental because she's small. Um, I don't know that a lot of people would have paired her at this size. They probably would have given her another year or two, but. I'm giving it a shot. We're going to see what happens. It was kind of one of those things where it's like just it's either going to end horribly or it's going to be great. Um, you know, and I was willing to roll the dice. So, yeah, not not without plenty of consultation and thought. Yeah, it's not like you but, went into this blind and we're just like, I need to breed snakes to sell them. Yeah, but we'll see. You went, you went into it with with a. You asked a lot. I know. I know you had talked about in the, in, in the group that you were talking to a mm-hmm. lot of people about whether you should or shouldn't. I'm glad you decided to pair them up. I think. I think a lot of these animals breed a lot smaller in the wild than we'll ever realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what I. That's sort of the problem. Is like I went back and looked at, at Terry Phillip and Julander's book, and they mentioned that I think Mutton had a female that was like 300 grams that bred and had a perfect clutch with almost 100% hatch rate, if not 100% hatch rate. Um, Gary Schiavino had a really small female that produced at least one clutch. Uh, like, I, she was probably about the same size, if not slightly bigger than this female. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, you, the problem is, is when you have, when you've just bred the Beox, it's very hard to have the context of what a female in any of the other localities slash subspecies is. Yeah, at least in terms of like breedability, and I don't feed my chondros a ton, so these are already sort of on the smaller side. But like I said, she's four years old. 
Um, I'm going to start definitely hammering them with food a little more to sort of help her sort of kick into gear, hopefully. But it's it was it, tough because it was like, I don't like she's four years old, but I was like, I don't know. It's hard to say whether she's big enough or not without seeing more animals with size sort of reference. Uh, it's hard to, it, yeah, it's just, it's also like a litmus test too, right? Like if this fails horribly, there's, you've, you've, you've set a baseline. And if this succeeds exceptionally, you've set another baseline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't, you know, I, I know I've heard Rob Stone talk about breeding, uh, uh, rhino rat snakes a lot smaller and a lot younger than people ever. Thought and I asked him about that too, because I have my rhinos and yeah. I'm going to cool them down. And I told him, I was like, I don't like, I asked him for weights because I feel like weights are kind of a, Age and weight are are two really good baselines to go off of. I don't know that you sure. should necessarily go off one over the other always. Yeah. But he said, you know, feed the female a little more, get the males, get them a little more size. And I don't know. I mean, they may they may go. I have to. I sent him pictures, and he's like, they they might. He's like, they look like they could be by the time the time yeah. comes. Like, so. It's I'm also cool hard down to like we'll see. not have that snake in somebody else's hands, right? Like I'm exactly. gonna send you a picture. Yeah. Some of those females, I was looking at even our pictures, uh, and 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 uh, it's like, man, those females look kind of small. But then, like, I look at them and I'm like, wait, I I had a female last year that was smaller than you, like 16 eggs. I think Eric just made a perfect point. Uh, biology is going to dictate whether she's going to go or not uh, with age, egg and clutch size. I think an ovulating female is going to get those eggs out just fine if she has good sperm and they're and they're good eggs uh i i learned that with uh leonis last year my, my pair my first pair of leonis I, I produced last year was uh they were four years old but they're small they were they were just little and john was over here and i was like yeah i'm gonna give him another year and he's like why and i was like they just seem small and he's like no they're, they're not small you think this animal in the wild isn't gonna breed pair them up got seven perfect eggs mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh and maybe babies. that's maybe that's the issue is people like we have the the idea of captivity for some species just like with chondras where it's you know the old rule of like they have to be a thousand grams like no less if they're not a thousand grams don't breed them Uh, yeah and it's like you think about that and like that's huge like that you're getting into the biok size females that are just yeah like the far far end of the extreme of the of the bell curve in terms of like normal size for chondras especially naturally uh, and so there's sort of like this this push for maximum size, uh, huge clutches. You know, like that's sort of the 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 standard of what people, I guess, are shooting for. Yeah. And it's like you can have a smaller animal and produce smaller clutches and still have just yeah. as much success as a massive animal with massive clutches and and you know. It's, it's in, and also you can have a perfectly healthier, healthy, smaller animal that produces a perfectly healthy clutch that bounces back faster than you would mm-hmm. ever imagine. And, and it's, it's such a, such a weird thing for people to think that it has to be this size. It has now age maybe plays a little bit more of a factor than size. Uh, but if, yeah, a female, and that, if I'm going to have to go by those rules, yeah. by either of those, be it age or weight, I'm, I'm going to air towards age, you know, yeah. nine times out of 10. Eric just said it again. Uh, I've had 180 gram corns go by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, 180 gram corn is small corn, small female. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a you know av- I would say probably average two year old snake. 
and and I know I've seen snakes that size healthy put out mm-hmm. perfectly healthy eggs and bounce right back and, and get ready to breed the next year. Uh, na- nature doesn't really have rules. Uh, if a, a female in nature brumates because that's how nature works, they brumate every year, right? Like they don't they don't get a year off of brumation to fatten up by eating mice. Uh, they brumate because their uh, their their geography, their their actual natural habitat has dictated that they're going to brumate. If they come out and they're ovulating, um, you think that the males are just going to walk by and just go, "You're a little small. I'm gonna, I'm going to wait another year. I'm going to get you next year." No, she's going to get bred by ten fem- ten males. You know what I mean? There's nothing in, in nature that says that an ovulating female is it has any chance to not be bred. And, and I've seen very aggressive breeding just in my own collection. And I think that uh, I think it's just something we need to realize. Uh, there's nothing wrong with breeding a small female if you have preparations and ideas in, yeah, in, yeah. in place. to. And you know what? Maybe she doesn't bounce back. I had a first-year female go last year. She didn't bounce back. I'm not going to breed her again because I want to see a little bit more weight put on her. Was she small? Yeah. Did she lay 16 eggs like a fucking psychopath? Yeah, she did. So, <laughs> so yeah. Was 16 eggs a little much? Yeah, I was really hoping on like eight. But uh, so she'll she'll take a year off. That was you know. But I didn't do anything wrong, right? She ovulated. She was three years old. She did the thing. Uh, let's see. Here. First egg, I, first corn I ever caught was 26 inches long, and then looking, but like perfect clutch of 12 normal size eggs. There you go, 26 inch long female. Uh. See, and, I, and JT just said a perfect thing. One of the worst things that happens is when you don't pair the female and she gets egg bound with slugs. It's when you have males with bad sperm or you have a female that ovulates and, and, and throws slugs. It's It sucks. It's a thing, man. They're, they are designed to breed. These animals were designed to reproduce at a certain age they start ovulating. It is natural uh, evolution, yeah. right? Like it's what they have to do. So what Scott said is, he said, thin-looking wild animals or normal-looking wild animals, captivity puts an incorrect idea of appearance, which is kind of what I was talking about with the, you know, the whole size thing and our perceived uh, or what we would think is ideal structure and size. Uh, you know, it's warped severely to what natural history and wild populations would, would do. So... Yeah, I mean, he also said neither the age or the the weight is a is a rule, and I think in nature, absolutely, I think in captivity, it's a slightly different different scenario because we're you know they don't have if we're pairing stuff, they don't have the ability to fully get away from a male. Yeah, um, you know, we have parameters in place that that take the sort of natural aspect of it and how it would how it would or wouldn't happen out of the equation. Oh boy, look at that shirt! Oh damn. Y'all, y'all ain't seen this right here. I got that good, good. Woo! We out here just repping yeah. a network, you know what I so, mean? The best network that ever existed. And I, I, you know, I even talking to Matt Morris about the Condros, you know, I asked, I asked a lot of guys, like, what's the smallest female you've had go? And none of them really had any small, small females. I think Matt said the smallest he had was around 400 grams, if I recall. Um, so it was one of those things where it's like, I, f- I feel fairly confident that she's she'll do okay if she does go. I'm not going to have any problems. Um, and it was one of those things where uh, if I really thought that it would not work out well or she would really struggle and I'd possibly lose her, then it's like then I wouldn't have done it. So I don't think that snake's going to ovulate and produce eggs if she's not going to lay them, right? 
I, right, I, I don't right. I don't think that's the case. I you know a male can breed a female that's not ovulating and nothing's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? I have I have a AML motley that we were just talking about <laughs> that for two years has been paired up with my my male that'll that'll nail a water bowl, and and uh, yeah, I mean she maybe she's just not ovulating. Maybe she's never going to ovulate, right? Uh, so it's a it, it's definitely a thing. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I think, I think that's Eric and JT are having a, that, that conversation. That's right along the lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never had a snake die of egg mining with good eggs, only slugs. And it's every time you push that egg out of a snake that didn't make it, I had a snake die egg bound. Oh, four years ago, had a, had a, well, it, I was a silver queen yeah. ghost and she died egg bound, pushed those eggs out. I had to push them out. had to see what they look like. Well, it was wild girls. too, because I didn't, when you told me about the whole male thing to me, that at first that was like that that doesn't seem like that could be the cause you know males infertile or you know low sperm count and then just not getting fertile eggs and because those slugs are the way they are like the female that's what causes the egg binding and the more i thought about it after you talked about it, i was like that actually makes absolute sense yeah um and that that very well could have been what the problem was with this you know this this last with those blood reds yeah. uh, over the season you know she got egg bound and very slowly she she eventually got them all out and I was, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. I mean, I, I kept a really close eye on her and she was acting completely normal and fine. And every now and then, like every other week, she'd pop out a slug. Yeah. And eventually they all, you know, she got them all out. So I, 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 in the wild, those males brumate perfectly in, in mm-hmm. your house. They don't uh, in the wild. Those males have different stressors than what we're putting on them in our house. They don't uh, males every time you ship a male. Don't breed it. <laughs> ship ship males during cooling season or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For some reason, males just don't breed well after they've been shipped. Hell, if you ship me a male, ship it to me right after brumation, and I'm not going to breed it, and then let me brumate it the next season and, and breed it. Just it, it, it's every time I've been in that situation, every time I've had a male sent to me, or every time I bought an adult pair uh, close to brumation, I think they need to establish themselves better. Temps need to get more regulated on the male. Uh, you know, there's there's the idea that you can actually overheat a male mm-hmm. and cook their sperm. Uh, so maybe you get a male in that you're planning on breeding. Let him let him cool down a little more. Keep you know keep these snakes at 78. It's not going to hurt them. Yeah, and uh, go from there. Uh, that's kind of those weird little oddities we're talking about. You know, specific niches within a niche hobby. Uh, but I, I think the males are where the, where the problem is because females don't produce slugs in the wild. I don't mm-hmm. think. You know what I mean? I, I just maybe maybe. One I mean, or I'm two sure they do, but I'm sure it's it's from a pre you know pre existing condition of some sort. You know, I don't think it's necessarily the fault of of the male or the vitality of the yeah you know the sperms or whatever. But yeah, so. I don't know. But it is it is interesting watching the condors the first time I bred them because um, I cohabbed them for for months. Uh, I'd split them up periodically to feed them, but for the most part they stayed together. And watching how dead on with like the schedule of the weather and things they were, like if it started if it that we got a period where it was warm, uh, and it would be you know December or, you know this time of year, no action. Soon as like storms came through or cold front came through, he was all over. And yeah. as soon as he figured out he got the job done, 
he he would be on one side, she'd be on the other. And, you know, it's just like watching them. I've said this a million times on all the other shows and stuff, but it's like when it comes to the Condros and really anything else for that matter, they're going to know what's going on better than we will. You know, that male is going to be more clued in on when his his window is than we will. Um, And watching those those Condros that that first time, it was just it was so bizarre because it was like you it got to the point to where like. I would look at the weather and I'd be like, okay, I'll bet you they're going to be locked up, you know, these three days because that's when we're going to get a cold front and that's before things warm up again. And sure enough, you know, it'd be like it'd be just like that. So it's uh, it was just wild to watch it in action and see because they I mean, I had them paired from June until she laid in. I think it was December, late December, maybe early January. And. I would just see the, you know, the spikes and the dips, the peaks and valleys of, of interest and stuff go. And it was just, it was really interesting. And I don't, it'd be, I'm sure you would see a similar, a similar thing with, with pretty much any species if you cohabbed them and had the, uh, you know, could, could watch that, that happen in a, in a, in a cage, not necessarily a rack. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, and Eric said it well too. He's like, he thinks females in the wild are more fit and active than captive counterparts. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. Um, that that female blood red, she was pretty chunky. She slimmed down a little bit, and it's because I just haven't I haven't been feeding her as much. I've been cutting her back some, and she's she's now looking kind of exactly where I want her to be in prep for for cooling and and the next season. So, I mean, these snakes don't get fed a perfect lab mice every week in the wild mm-hmm. um and, and you know what they're probably if 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 the chance comes up they're eating more than one um and they're probably metabolizing for a lot longer than, mm-hmm. than we think um also the temps are not always perfect right yeah. they've got to go to find where their spot is a cool front might come in a rainstorm might come in and they just you know the stakes are more in tune to that than we are uh i you know i have no idea what barometric pressure is when i step outside maybe to some extent i mean it feels like a storm's coming or something but we have meteorologists that tell us, so we've kind of dumbed down to those senses, right? We don't need to know that a cool front's coming. Uh, you know, KIII News already told us. Uh, so <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Those snakes have to learn that. It's the only way they survive. It's the only mm-hmm. way they made it out of their 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 first year of life moving, right? So, so yeah, and I think I think it's also one thing with your gondros. I don't think the male's going to go after the female unless she's ready, Uh She's got to be yeah, ovulating. Yeah, She's no, be, for you know, sure. And I don't, I don't even necessarily know that it's an ov- like a ne- ovulation is the the necessary trigger there because, um, I mean, seeing him as soon as the lights are off, he's going hard. As soon yeah. as the lights are on, everything's on in the morning. He goes to his end and he just chills. I mean, you know, like there's very there's a very clear and sort of purposeful break in behavior, you know, between the two. I mean, obviously yeah. they're they're nocturnal animals uh crepuscular whatever you want to call them um i don't my condos aren't active during the day when the lights are off they're all moving around so nocturnal i don't whatever whatever people want to call it (laughs) um and it's like i said they're just like they're they're very there's they're turned on and then when the lights are off or on they're they're turned off you know it's, it's very clear He's not trying to breed her during the day. I checked. I watched it work. I tune in periodically to see what they were doing, if they were doing anything. Curled up, sleeping. She's on the other end, curled up, sleeping. Like, 
soon as I cut those lights off, though, like within ten or fifteen minutes, he's he's on her though. So. Yep. There, you know, go go take two corn snakes right now. Go throw them in the same tub. See what happens. Male and female, adults, big adults. You know, four foot adults. Nothing's gonna happen. But brumate those animals. Get them out. Feed them up. Get that first shed off the female. Throw them together, and, and man, that that boy's gonna go crazy. I don't know, man. I got some males that I think would would at least try it. <laughs> just, Whether or not she let them actually go. get that far, yeah. The That's beards a... too. I think the beards almost even more so than the corns. Like that first year, I bred beards. Like I didn't cool them down hardly at all. They they yeah. stayed in the room. I didn't even brumate them. Like I literally cut them off heat, and then whatever the natural light cycle was for the room with the window and everything. Yeah, that's what they got, and I took them off food, and they were in like the low to mid seventies, I think, yeah. at at the coldest. And I paired them together, and she did better that year than she did this year when I cooled them off like proper. Yeah, that's like you know my Jan I I'd be pairing them up. Uh, I'd be pairing my Jan I up uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's my normal time, and then just cohabit them until about January when I could tell the females. Uh, gravid and mm-hmm. then pulling them apart getting eggs in february march uh yep. i'm not doing that this year i'm gonna brewmate them this year there's a potential that i don't produce any jan I, I understand that my heart already breaks thinking about it but uh i want to brewmate them and see if i can actually produce females that's the that's the goal this year we're gonna try to produce females and i'm gonna see that if brumation kicks that off uh most people brewmate their jan so maybe maybe not I, you know maybe it's not. funny uh I've I've stuck my vertebralis together already. Mm-hmm. I had my female shed, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just throwing them together. And I can't tell what's going on with those snakes. They're so nervous, and and, and they just, they just stay in the hide together. And so that gives me until around Thanksgiving when I'm going to start brewmating stuff, and I'll be able to tell if she's grabbed, right? Like I'll be able to tell if anything's took. Um, God, I hope the, I hope I figure those snakes out. Uh, you know, I everybody. I will else, say though, like conjurers make it easy. They, like, they're year round, right? I mean, no. It's the fact that they're always out. Like, there's no hiding. They sit on a perch, and when you put them together, they pile on top of each other. And it's like they're, if they're really locked, it's it's usually pretty obvious because their tails are dangling together. Yeah, it's like it makes it so easy. You know, with corns, it's like, yeah, I heard them rustling around and stuff. I don't know if he actually did it though. You know, that's that's one thing I like about king snake breeding, uh, is with the (laughs) the alterna and stuff. It's like that male only has one thing on his mind and he is breeding and that's, he goes straight to it. And then, you know, it's, it's funny. Alternate Leona's breed for like 30 seconds of very, very intense breeding and they're done. And then your getula stuff, uh, you know, I did the Eastern black Kings a couple years ago and uh, uh, the, the conjunct of this past year or this year. Uh, and they're, they do, they breed nonstop, nonstop. They breed hours and hours hours and hours and there's sperm everywhere and finally the females just dragging the male around and it's like bro just give it up and he's all nah nah dog we ain't done till i say we done i ain't heard no bell uh, <laughs> and so and then, and then you have to stay awake you have to stay awake because yeah. you know the female's gonna eat the male immediately afterwards because then they're absolute idiots uh but yeah that's you know so it's funny it's you know we have land propeltis and they they breed in different ways but it's you know my corns i do not have corns that go straight to breeding everybody talks about being able to watch them breed and i'm like dude i brewmate these things the same as all my other stuff my 
pitching office, you, you're the male grabs the female behind the, the neck and he wraps her up and they're doing this crazy breeding thing. My, my corn snakes, I'm just like, I'll see them lock up, but it's like randomly. Uh, I don't get, I don't get really aggressive breeding out of my males. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I, I brew it in the same as mostly everything else other than my, my, my really deep cold lampros. So I don't, uh, I don't know. Even my even my Chinese beauties, I I, I pulled them like with my corns. They they pulled with my corns, and uh, they're very aggressive breeders, right? Mm-hmm. Like they the male had no interest in that female, none until the day she shed, and oh man, he locked it's up like with un, her, uncorking. You the, could the not stop him, and God, you're talking about two pissed off snakes that are locked up, uh, and then you know I paired them up a couple times, and that was you know that was super exciting last year. Uh, I think my female's grown a foot this year. She is massive, so hopefully, I'll, yeah. Last year I got four eggs. Hopefully this year I get a couple more. That's a that's a hell of a species. If anybody's looking for a species that you can keep uh, same temps as a corn, uh, but maybe a little bit like you know, six times bigger. They, they get ah, they're they're long, they're long, but they're they're thin. Uh, they're a little feistier. Uh, you know, they don't. I, I don't feed mine as often. Uh, I don't feed mine weekly. I don't know. I'm sure other people out there do feed them weekly. I keep mine a little cooler, and I keep mine a little higher humidity. Uh, and I keep mine on like a like a reptile chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, they're so fun to work with. I, I love them. Uh, they're they're just badass snakes. They're not. You know, you're you're probably not gonna take that one out and let the kids hold it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think the Jance and I are, are enough for my big angry Asian snake fix. So. Yeah, I think Jance and I are bigger though. Jance and I are big. They're heftier for sure. Like they definitely have more weight to them. But. Yeah, I think my O3 Opus are somewhere between five and six foot. I don't know. I could never measure one because they just don't stop moving. Yeah. You know? yeah. As much as I want to pull the Jansen eye out and play with them, it's uh, do it. They, they take no shit. <laughs> they're they're biters too, right? Oh yeah. See, my my beauties will only bite as a feeding response. Once I got them out, they won't they won't bite. Yeah, no, these it's. I got bit by the female once, and I was holding her, and she was acting completely normal. And all of a sudden, I felt her grab my forearm, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this is just what we're doing now." Yeah, I was like, "Sure, you know." But what do you think the the vertebralis though? What's the uh, what do you what do you think you're missing there with the? It the could fossils? be, and I'm totally willing to admit that I'm just too humid, uh, and mm-hmm. I can't do anything about that. Right. Uh, I've I've heard I've talked to a couple of people that have bred them, and they're like, "Yeah, I I, I brewmate them like I brewmate everything else. I throw them together in spring, and they breed. They're super easy to breed." And I'm like, "Well, I did that last year. Uh, last year, mine were four years old. Uh, I'm going to try it again this year. Uh, I'm going to see what happens with pairing them in, in kind of the winter or in the fall, like I did with my Janai, or I have uh, the last couple few years with my Janai. Uh, see what happens. Like, let's just see if maybe that's just how my room works." Maybe it's the drop in humidity that happens during the fall here, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. We get more rain, way more rain in the fall than we do during the summer. But because of I, I say this is weird. I'm sure there's somebody that knows how weather and shit works. That's just like you're dumb, Chris. Uh, but because we're so hot and we're so close to the ocean, uh, our humidity is just insane. It's thick, just thick, breathable humidity. It's disgusting. I love it. Uh <laughs> But yeah, in the winter is when I like hate here because there's no humidity. Yeah. Right? It's all dry air. My boogers are all caked up. I get nosebleeds. <laughs> I hack. You know, I hack like an old man. Uh, so, but maybe it's that drop in barometric, or, or not bar- just drop in humidity 
uh, even with the more rain that we get, that makes made the Jani go. And, and we'll, we'll find that out, right? Like we're going to, we're going to experiment within our collections, uh, that, which is something we just have to do. Um, Cause I want those vertebrates to go so bad. Dude, I love, I love that species so much. And I don't even talk about them that much just because I'm just like, all right, leave them alone. Let them do their thing. They eat great. Pretend they don't exist. Yeah, pretend they don't exist. Keep them clean. Hopefully they breed. I think I've got a, I've got a list of people that want some. About 20 names long now. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But once I figure them out, hopefully they stay figured out. Uh, and that, that'll, be a, that'll be a special thing to have, uh, have reproducing. Um, and again, I, I've tried what I've tried now. We're going to see the results of that. If that doesn't work, we're going to brewmate them again. And, uh, and go from there. Um, maybe we'll brew made them a little warmer this time. I won't put them into the deep freeze. I'll, uh, I'll brew made them like my corns and we'll just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the other stuff, you know, the Northern pines really easy breed, uh, get them super cold, get them out, let them shed. They immediately start breeding. They breed a lot. Uh, gophers. I don't even, I don't even know if I would actually have to brew mate my gophers. Um, but I, I brew mate my gophers with my corn snakes. They breed easy as pie. Uh, it's like Everglades don't brewmate brewmate them at all. They just they just breed every year around the exact same time. Uh, so yeah, every every you so for those though, do you still take them off food? No, no, they no. get fed. Do all everything the as you normally do, and then when it's yeah. time, you just put them together. Feed, I, I feed mine uh, again. I, I'm not feeding them weekly. I'm feeding about every ten days. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe two weeks. I'll give them a chick. Maybe maybe I'll give them a small small rat. Uh, usually, it's just a large mouse. Uh, every every ten days. Yeah. Um, and the natural light cycle, the natural cooling in the room, that's going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my winter taps are 74, 75. I'm already, like, my room's already getting nice and, and cool. Yeah. You know, we've, it's, been, it's been up and down lately here with the temperatures and stuff. But my room is definitely getting cooler at night, even if it's warmer during the day. Like abnormally warm for the time of year. Um, it's definitely dropping at night. Yeah. And, and it's... I'm sure it's doing a lot for, for all of them in there. Dude, those, those Everglades are shockingly easy. And, and I, I kind of love that about them because they're so mm -hmm. pretty and they're so neat. And then I just lay them together. Uh, yeah. Could, you could not have an animal with easier care. That That's uh, my plan with them is I'm going to do something like kind of semi-bioactive, a uh, little display enclosure. Just let them do their thing, right? And and, and they'll, they'll probably stay in that room uh, in a nice display uh, something and, so that I can, I can, I'm going to be in that room more often than this room. This room is going to be a little bit more stock standard stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and this room will not uh, have the temperature uh, variances that that room does. Uh, this room's completely enclosed. It will be in completely enclosed. I talk about it like it exists, uh, but it'll be completely enclosed and more temperature control. But it'll also allow me to really, uh, really uh, drop temps a little easier uh, on my accord. Um, but yeah, Mike, Mike Kaziki just said everybody should have Everglades. I agree. That's a great species. Uh, I think uh, Brian Lovins, who was in the chat earlier, has some actually available. Um, I think they're head scaleless. I don't remember. Um, he has a scaleless Everglades rat, which is a very interesting looking animal. Um, which there's some some obsolete mixing going on in there that scaleless came from. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It comes from Texas rats, but they're they're neat looking critters. Uh, but yeah, Everglades rats are just neato skedido. I, I don't know. People more more people need to have those in their collections, just from ease of care, ease of breeding, and just general temperament i had one once it's a little baby they're cool i'm sorry but yeah other than that you know leeches guards uh gonna be doing leopard geckos next year i'm excited about that 
I got a little, I got a little, a little selection of leopard geckos now. Uh, some really neat stuff uh, picked from some really, really good people. Um, and, and so my kid is obsessed with them. She's obsessed with them. She wants them all in her room. She's like, no, daddy, these, <laughs> daddy, can I have these in my room? And I'm like, no, because she'll, she, I, I've had snakes. I've had geckos her whole life, obviously. And uh, she doesn't want to get anything out. She wants me to get it out for her. And then she'll kind of like mess with it and stuff. The leopard gecko, she straight up just like walks in the room. But she only goes in there with me. I keep it. It's, it's locked usually. Uh, but she, she comes in there with me and just yanks open the tub. And she's like, Daddy, look, I love this one so much. Its name is Princess. I'm naming everything Princess. So. Orchid corns. Orchid corns, Alex. What's up, Alex? What's up, I, ha- I have the one orchid. I thought it was blood red. Turned out to be just mask. So, yeah, that's the one I'm gonna need. Showing. I'm gonna need to make more of them or get more of them and breed it. But yeah, I, I sent you pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Alex, tell us what an orchid is. I don't remember lavender and something. Lavender sunkissed. Lavender sunkissed uh, makes an orchid, and then the one that I bought is possibly like red factor uh, mask. So it's got the split belly checkers. Uh, hopefully hat for diffuse, possibly hat hypo. Nice. So, Dude, lavender's gonna... good. Lavender's yep. good. And I got a bunch of plasmas, too, that I'm going to pair him to. So um, plasma I'm... is pewter hypo? Is diffuse lavender. Okay, diffuse lavender. Okay, okay. Yep. So my planned pairing on... One of the pairings, at least, is going to come from... I have I got an opal, blood red, motley, so... Amel lavender, blood red, motley. Okay. Pair that. That one's also 100% het for cinder. So she's just like, just pink. Like she's just yeah. losing patterning, pure pink. That's badass. And I'm thinking of putting that together and seeing if I can't hold back some het cinder offspring and try to make, I don't know. blood red it's going to be blood red lavender shatters eventually I I don't even know what they would look like it'd be so hard to be like this is definitely it It, it's going to be so many hats that's that's fun that's a Eric said he's working red factor strawberry orchids there you go I think he produced some some, uh, I think they were Plasma charcoals. I think that's what he yeah. used. Eric has plasma Those are charcoals. Bad. I got ass. from Eric this year. I got po- probable red factor, uh, strawberry plasma molly. Okay. And then I believe that's possibly head for Annery. Okay. That thing's beautiful looking. Yeah, I bet that's badass. Yeah. So good. So much good shit in corn snakes. That's just—it's hard to not. I try to not only focus on corn snakes because I don't want to like zone in too much on one thing. But it's so hard to not, you know what I mean? Like, just oh, I want more of this, and I want more of that, and I want more of this, and I want to breed this to this to see what happens in a couple years when I start breeding it back. And yeah, yeah, those plasma charcoals, those are uh, those are hot. Those are yeah, uh, it's good stuff, man. That's a uh, yeah. You know, Sun charcoals are, are pretty cool. Uh, orchids are anything's cool. Yeah, plasma. Plasma. I'm sorry. Plasma is lavender diffused. Yeah, lavender, lavender diffused. diffused. Yeah. Lavender diffused charcoal. I think he had lavender diffused charcoal sunkissed. 
I think he had Sunkiss. I know he had charcoal Sunkiss too, which is just bad. Yes. So obviously, I mean, maybe he'll he'll chime in. Yeah, those are that that those four genes kind of mixed together is is just that that's party time right there. That's 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 all good. Honey and Castagna. All, honey, that's all that matters. I don't yeah. know what a what a honey castagna would look like. Um, you know, you got we're, caramel. We're gonna eventually find out. Yeah, I I don't know what a caramel castagna looks like. Um, I'm sure it they, exists. They do. It's honestly kind of looks like that stripe boy, but not as great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Where right. it's just like super yellow up front, and yeah. then it just starts fading out. And then you take so the sun kissed on top of that, making your, mm-hmm. your honey kasanya. And uh, I think you've got a I think you've got a winning combination. I do hope I do hope in the next couple of years to get some terrazzos, uh, just to be able to have that. I'd like to see what terrazzo looks like mixed with a few different things. I think that kind of got thrown on the wayside because because of ter- uh, Tessera. Uh, I think I think that's the reason terrazzo's not too uh, uh, implemented in the hobby is because Tessera exists. Um, yeah, but terrazzos are neat. You know, it's another pattern mutation, right? Uh, and then, and then Motley and Stripe. I, I've I, I love Motley stuff. I love Stripe stuff. I've decided Make they both piss me off. Terrazzo. I have seen Terrazzo Tesseras, and they kind of look like almost like a shattered Tessera. I think, right, I Alex? It. Have you seen? Yeah. It's like a really broken up, messy Tessera, right? Okay. Terrazzo Tessera. Uh, I'm more anxious to see these. Ladies Island Het Ghost Tessers uh, mm-hmm. grow up, man. Because oh my What God. is that going to look like as Dude, an adult? Those right? things are just get. There's two in particular, and they just keep getting better and better and better and better. They don't. That is not what I thought was going to happen. Right. I didn't know I, what was going to happen. I was like, these these will probably look good, but you know. And then they started coming out. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, they they look just. I don't know. They're they're really messy testers, which is not what every time I take tester and put it into anything, I get stock standard looking testers. And then you put it into a wild caught corn, and then it's just like, well, that's not how that works. So that's exciting. Here's a, here's a curve ball. Yeah, we have all of those still, right? Between the two of us. I'll be right mm-hmm. back. Yep. Good, good. I want to take that tessera and pair her to the F1 Ladies Island you sent me. And and get the genes out, get all the get all the anery out, get all the, the hypo out. Try to keep. Mm-hmm. Pretty, obviously, these things will always be possible hats, right? We're not going to get out of that. Uh, but the next generation will be one more to, to remove from that, and then take the best ones, and then take just the tesseras and keep breeding them back and back. And then let's see what what wild, ridiculous looking thing comes out. It's going to be. Mm. Yeah, that'll be a twenty twenty four thing too. Is one of the male ladies islands that i produced last year um is probably going to go back to mom okay so that'll be be interesting yeah see what happens i mean taking an f1 to an f1 is one of the most exciting things so Mm -hmm. if you take that neat pattern one you got and take it to an f1 male even from the same clutch that is going to be cool because anything that was hanging on refines itself when it's f1 to f1 Right. Yep. We could take it back. That's like Mac, the two kids from Mac that I'm pairing up, the two high yellows. Right. We're gonna. I'm gonna call it high yellow until I really got it nailed down for what it is. Uh, now, now I'm not taking them back to Mac. I'm not taking it back to the mom. I'm not taking it back to that. I'm taking them to each other. Let's see. Let's see what that yellow does. 
Um, and I, what kind of sucks is I know they're all going to come out looking like pretty stock standard morph iterations. Uh, but what, how does that compound itself? Does that, do I get something with more yellow? Uh, will I get something within just a couple sheds? I'll be able to see the yellow and, and, I, and I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Is it tequila sunrise or is it pain shop sunrise? Y'all heard it here first. There you go. Badland sunrise. The Badland sunrises. Let's go. We'll see. Well, it'll be definitely interesting to see. Yes. I'll just send them to both of y'all uh, and not sell them because I don't like selling steaks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep giving my steaks away to friends. You won't get an argument from me. I just keep sending you stuff, man. I'm going to send to Alex, too. <laughs> I'll gladly take them. I'll use them. <laughs> I'll plug them in. Any keep, closing? Keep refining it. Keep refining it. Yeah. Closing remarks? Super excited for the next season. Can't wait to see what everybody's producing. Going to be real interested to see where everybody's like projects are going. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing some new pairings next year. Uh, yeah. Stuff that hasn't bred. That's, that, that gets me excited just thinking about it. Uh, I'm, again, excited to see what y'all are doing, what other people are doing, what Eric's doing, what JT's doing, and what Mike's doing. Uh, all, all the people we're talking to on a regular basis. What's the... Uh, What's the uh, what's the outcome? What's the what's the mm -hmm. final on all this? You know, it's 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 super. Uh, every year, it just gets better. It just gets better. You know. Yeah, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was super yeah. fun. Are you nice are you to gonna make sort of on paper? Were you gonna make shirts available? Are we gonna do that next year? Cornstar shirts or the uh, the draft shirts? You oh, you said that you could make a draft shirt. I guess you can kind of make. I could. Shirt yeah, I I thought about it. I just I never got around to actually doing it. So. Maybe next year we'll we'll do some shirts and sell them and see if we can make some money for charity or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. this is fun, guys. I appreciate y'all y'all spending your time with me. I needed this. I needed this. It's cathartic. Well, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Check out the website. Hunt us down on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, awesome racks, awesome cages. Can't vouch for them enough. Great quality products that you will not regret getting your hands on. Uh, and then if you're looking for some just incredible corn snakes, stay in the loop with Silent Hill Reptiles. Um, Facebook, Instagram, really, uh, really good stuff. So we will uh, see everybody later. Snakes and Stogies is happening Monday because THP ain't happening tomorrow because we did this tonight. So which works out because we got some friends coming into town. And Chris is flying off to Austin. But, well, I mean, I'm driving, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing. I'm going to be at Dripping Springs for a wedding at a distillery, the Treaty Oak Distillery. So I'm pretty excited. And Bill, I saw what you said. I saw what you said in the chat, Bill. I'm in. You know, just hit me up. Let me know hit what up. day gonna, I'm there. You're going to hit up the Roma Craft headquarters? Uh, you know, I've never been there. It is in North Austin. Dripping Springs is uh, southwest Austin. I'm going to be about... Uh, 45 minutes to an hour act out of actual Austin proper. So no, but when you do come to Texas and we hang out, maybe we'll mosey on up there and do it. Cause I want to go yeah. be a weasel. I want to be yeah. a weasel. We got, so I went to the shop today, side note, and they had some Romacraft hats and some Romacraft, uh, like steel bottles with the logo on them and stuff. And oh, I got to, I got to talk to Raj about how I got to get my, I'm sure I have to buy a box or something to get them, but yeah, right. Might have to do that. Roma 
Minecraft is great, man. It's good stuff. I still have I still have saber tooths and one blackjack. It's the blackjack, the one with the green on it. Black Irish. Black Irish. I still have a black mm-hmm. Irish. I've been just sitting on years, just just save. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. I just I gotta. I'm gonna enjoy it. I, I know. I'm gonna sit I and look to, at I it. I'm gonna smoke it. I I, I have too many. I have an Aquatane. That was my that was my backup for yeah. the uh, knife we oh, had such a good cigar. time. So. Very. Mm. Cigars. Not enough. Alex, time. thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun episode. It was a good episode. Thanks again. Uh, follow me at Keystone Corns on Instagram. Do it. Awesome. And go to our Facebook page, THN Facebook page. Cast your vote for the THN People's Choice Award. We need votes. We need nominees. There's only going to be a few more days left. I think on the 15th, I'm going to close it. And then whatever we have from that uh, is what people will end up voting on from there. So go cast your vote. doesn't have to be someone that we've had on any of the shows or anything necessarily. Um, Just someone that you think deserves recognition. Yeah, vote. And then we're going to be doing, we got to get together the, the THN gang and figure out our people of the of the years yeah peoples of the year we're gonna have to usher in the next herpeticulturist of the year you know what i mean yeah Losers. chris was was the team, first or last. of the year last year so we just we enjoyed doing that so much yeah, that fun, we man. decided to expand it this year so we're gonna have the people's choice where people vote and pick who they who they want to be the people's choice but then each show is going to have its person of the year. And then I think we're going to maybe do a combined THN person of the year. Yeah, I think so. I, we, I feel like we continually keep changing the plan, but um, <laughs> we're not the best. I think that'll, that'll be probably one of the last shows of the year, if not the last show of the year, but it'll be good. Yeah. I'm super stoked. And I think that's Scott nature for you. Just said, tough act to follow thanks so much that's that's entirely too sweet and coming from you that's that's extremely uh ex- extremely appreciated I, I appreciate it guys just for that we're now picking ty instead of scott <laughs> bring her on awesome all right thanks y'all love you guys everybody have a great night Bye-bye.